up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we are on episode 62, man. Mm, crazy. Mm, mm. 62 weeks. I know. It's crazy that getting. they let us be around this long. We're so <laughs> right. crazy. I'm We're so saying. crazy. I'm just saying. But they like us. They do. They do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, your hosts this week are Latte. She's back in the building. Hello. Yes. A, a little sick. A little sick. A little bit. But it's okay. Bad. She's getting over it. <laughs> we got the mouth. What up? Whole bunch of industry news to talk about. So, you know, you're going to be hearing his voice a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> be we, prepared. And then we got little Cam. Hello. And we got myself, J-Lo Fantastic. J-Lo Fantastic. Oh, uh, we want to give a shout out to our sound man, Chris. We told you he's been dealing with some stuff and uh, condolences and best wishes. He uh, His brother passed away and he's dealing with a lot of stuff right now. So uh, we wish him the best. Yeah. Send uh, thoughts and prayers for him. Yeah. And uh, hopefully he'll be back with us soon. Definitely. But. Definitely. And we want to send a congratulations out to Latte, Tavia. Uh Got engaged, oh yeah. man! To Kevin so Smith, happy. holy yeah. shit! Yeah. David got engaged to Kevin Smith, yeah, man. But the Kevin the Smith, Kevin. her yes. Kevin Smith, the Kevin only Smith. Kevin Smith <laughs> that it's, matters. That's right. It's been weird, like, because I'll I'll start to be like, oh, my boyfriend, uh, fiance, fiance, yeah, yeah. So yep, yep, yep. weird. Oh and, man, uh, but yes, we're so happy about thank that. You. Yes, we're all invited, right? Yes. Okay. Of okay. <laughs> She's like, oh shit! Damn. On the spot. The Damn. hot seat. Shit. <laughs> no, no. You're gonna edit that out, right? <laughs> it, it's gonna be a, a, probably at least a year or so. so of course. Don't, of course. Don't we'll fly this, back. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we I mean, have, it might be in Colorado, so you know. It might hey, be. No, even, better. Even, even better. Even better. That's fine with me. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy the wedding and get a great high. Uh, you know. You know. I'm talking Colorado. It's like you know. the air pressure. But anyway, guys, we have a great show for you guys this week. We have. Cecilia Leal and Trina LaFarge coming on oh the show. Both of them featured in Five Feet Apart. Oh, man. So and excited. Cecilia Leal kicking it in Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, man. So, Continuing that Marvel relationship. Dude, can't wait for y'all. I mean, this, they're going to be great. So good. So good. But anyway, you know we got to send a special thank you and a special shout out to our sponsor, East Beach Specialties. We couldn't do this without you. We appreciate y'all. And here's a little bit of what they offer. For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. All right, now let's get started with some industry news. Man, we got a lot to talk about, yeah. like I said in the intro. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, but isn't it nice to finally start this off with not talking about Jussie Smollett? Honestly, he's not even in the show <laughs> this week, He's not even guys. in the show this Thank week. Thank goodness. Way to go, Jussie. Way yeah. to go, buddy. <laughs> it's like the uh, first time in at least a month, it's honestly. True. Uh, it's true. However, we do have that famous uh, college scam yeah, scandal going you know, on. Aunt Becky. It, the Aunt Becky yeah, <laughs> and, and we, Desperate Housewife. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, okay. Okay, let's play a little quiz here. Let's we have it. a desperate housewife mm-hmm. and Aunt Becky. Mm-hmm. One sign in a plea deal, <laughs> one sign in autographs. <laughs> Who's who? Who's doing right. it? <laughs> the one sign in autographs is the one getting divorced from Uncle Jesse. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And wow. likely going to jail. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into it. The Felicity Huffman this week uh, pleaded guilty. She did go ahead and plead guilty in the scandal. Uh, she was charged with one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud. Um, her... 
and her husband, although we should say William H. Macy was not charged, mm-hmm. not not involved in it, but did know about it. Mm-hmm. They did clarify that he did know about it. They apparently paid $15,000 to a consultant in order to fix their daughter's SAT scores mm. to be able to get into college. Mm-hmm. Um, the daughter did not know about it she just thought that was her score oh, wow. she got in completely oh, clueless what her a mother disappointment. yeah, yeah her mother apologized and i, I, I gotta say pissed. um <laughs> like, i damn really mom, i thought i was smart i thought i was smart <laughs> damn i'm dumb what no she's not dumb she's not dumb i will say much respect for felicity huffman though because yeah. she not only pleaded guilty and she still is we should say she's still likely to face jail time yeah this the, this prosecutor has made it perfectly clear that they deserve jail mm-hmm. um but we'll talk about that in a second. She said in a statement, I'm in full acceptance of my guilt and with deep regret and shame over what I've done. Yeah. I accept full responsibility for my actions and will accept any of the consequences that stem from those actions. I'm ashamed of the pain I caused my daughter, my family, my friends, my colleagues, and the educational community. I also want to apologize to them, and especially I want to apologize to all the students who worked so hard every day to get into college and may not have because of what I I've done and to their parents who make tremendous sacrifices to support their children and do it honestly. Now I respect that's that. A good At least point that's yeah, you. she's owning up to her shit. And contrite, which is when you're trying to get yeah. the least amount of jail time exactly. and you're trying to show the judge that you are sorry for what you've exactly. done. Exactly. That's the way you do it. That's um, yeah, that's a good point because that's I mean that's it's a punishment. You're supposed it works a lot better if you say, Okay, yeah, I did something yeah, wrong. Exactly. Um, and you I like that she it. pointed out that other students might not have gotten in because of what she did. Mm-hmm. Like I I didn't even think about that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All the missed ch- chances now, and opportunities. Exactly. We should say there were 33 total people. Everybody's talking about Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin because right. they're famous. But yeah. there were 33 total people in this. 14 of them have pleaded guilty. Mm. You know, Felicity being yeah. one of them and agreed to the plea deal. Lori Laughlin and her husband have not. Mm. Now, here's where it's interesting. The prosecutor said he made it perfectly clear He told all of the defendants, he basically gave them an ultimatum. He said, reach a plea deal and do it quickly, or I'm going to go back to the grand jury and file more charges of money laundering, Mm. which will increase Mm. the sentence if you're convicted. Oh, damn. 14 of them said, fuck it, guilty. (laughs) 16 have not, including Lori Laughlin. And now. Uh, Yeah. Lori Laughlin showed up at court and is signing autographs like she was at a premiere of yeah, a film. Like, bitch. just going, you know. Her and her husband, who, if you guys don't know, if, you, if you're familiar with Target and their clothing line, the Massimo clothing line, that's her husband. That's oh, the guy who created yeah. all that. That's where the fortune comes from and everything. Interesting. Um, they got some pretty decent clothes, too. Yeah. They do. They have decided not to, at least at this point, take the plea deal. So they were indicted yeah. on money laundering. Yeah. So on top of the 2 to 20 years for the mail fraud and all the other charges mm. that were brought against them, now they're facing an additional 20 years. They're, they're saying the money laundering and the conspiracy, how they're charging them for that is they claimed that the $500,000 that they paid to this guy for the, the, you know, the fake pictures and the crew stuff, mm-hmm. they wrote it off on their taxes as a charitable donation to the school. See, you can't do that. Hence, you can't do that. <laughs> hence the money laundering. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So now she's potentially, Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, yeah. looking at potentially 40 years in prison. I mean. She's going to be Grandma Becky when yeah, she gets out. I yeah. mean, like. That shit's crazy, man. I, I doubt 
she'll actually have to serve all of that, but... No, no, th- she apparently is not making a fan of the prosecutor or the judge. Huffman, they said, is likely... In fact, the prosecutors have asked the judge to sentence her on the light side. Mm-hmm. They say she's likely to probably get four months to six months. Yeah. They're adamant that Becky, oh, Lori Laughlin, and her husband are going to serve at least two and probably up to ten out of that 20. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, they're... Which, that's still a long time. But it is. I, I just, Which I don't I, believe shit now because of the Jesse Smollett thing. So I don't believe in the justice system. I think... <laughs> but see, that I'm just the opposite. I think that's exactly why these people are going to jail because this guy's not going to make that? that mistake. He's like, I mean, fuck it, we're not Chicago. They're richer <laughs> than him, though. <laughs> it, Money talks. Money it talks. It does, but I mean, I, I think Felicity walks with four months and she's out and she's mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah. But, I mean... I think it's interesting that that I mean I'm not that I think he I necessarily think he should be because I don't really know but I think it is interesting that William H Macy is even though he knew about it like isn't that some sort of like conspiracy sort yeah. of charge or something or at least like knowledge of the well crime. I, yeah I mean I guess that goes into the legal like they say he knew about it but then it's very carefully kind of worded in the statement that he was aware of. So what he knew, whether he like, okay, I mean, this might have been something she just came to him Mm -hmm. and said, hey, I've got a way to make sure she's okay with the SATs or whatever. He was aware of what she was doing to try to work on the SATs, but he might not have been fully aware of, I'm going to pay people to freaking fix it. Yeah, and and that's what I mean. Like, I don't know the full details, so that's what I'm not trying to say. And plus, I also really like William H. Macy. I I don't like to go to jail, but I I just think that that that's interesting. Or maybe, you know, maybe, I, I don't know how it works if you disagree. Like, are you really supposed to go to the police and turn in your spouse if you know something right. you know like right. i guess in the law's eyes you're supposed to but at the same time like come on who's gonna uh, yeah, go to, exactly. to the police and be like arrest my wife y'all she's which exactly. is <laughs> which is why the law exists that a spouse can't testify against yeah. a spouse which oh, i mean well, yeah there they can't be forced to testify against their spouse oh, man. um okay so I, I i do feel like felicity huffman will recover mm-hmm. her career will be okay i, I Lori laughlin i think is done yeah and her husband that fortune's drying up you said it's funny you say they have more money than jesse now, now, but I feel like if they're convicted, Target's dumping that clothing yeah, line, you, think you so? know, and she's not working again. Yeah. All of her shit's already dumped her. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that unless they invested well, they're done. They're yeah. they're gonna be broke as fuck. Mm. But- Target, call me when you do the Massimo discount <laughs> 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 sale for twenty five cents a Target, piece. Right. Target's exactly. gonna clearance rack call. all that shit. That's gonna be hilarious. Like treasure hunt. <laughs> bring me a bag for five dollars. They're calling up Jacqueline Smith right now or whoever had a clothing line. They're like, oh, we need you. Right. We need you. Right. Okay. Let, let's jump into this next one. This, when I first heard about it, you know, a year and a half ago, was fucking crazy to me. Allison Mack from Smallville, yeah. old Chloe, you know, in this, like, a recruiter for a fucking sex cult and slave, like, yeah. trade kind fuck? of thing. <laughs> like, when that first broke, I'm like, wait, Chloe from Smallville? Yeah. What the fuck? But apparently all true. Um, some breaking news with her. Apparently she has agreed to plead guilty. In yeah. the sex trafficking case, mm. she's still too. facing 15 years in prison. I mean, they didn't guarantee yeah. her a light sentence yeah. for turning on these people. She's still looking at hard time because she did sex traffic. She did brand people. She did so, but it could be potentially lighter now. But she is facing 15 years. Now, for people who aren't familiar with this, this is the NXIVM group, okay? And it was an alleged secret society for women. And what Allison Mack would do is she used her celebrity to go recruit other celebrities. Mm-hmm. Kristen Kruk, who played uh, Lana on, on Smallville, mm-hmm. she got her into it, and she quickly realized, mm-mm, no got shit. fuck yeah. out. Yeah. But there were other high-profile women who 
jumped right in yeah. and were brainwashed into the oh cult and two of them are still in it and facing the charges. Wow. Um, but basically what these girls were brought in for was to be sex slaves for the leader of this group, yeah. um, which is insane to me, Keith Rainier. Yeah. And they would compile blackmail information on these girls like catch them in compromising photos or doing things, you know, once they were in the cult and then use that. And if they didn't do what they were told to do, they threatened to expose them. Mm. Um, these girls were branded with Rainier's initials. And in some instances, Allison Max and Rainier's initials, Fuck. they would participate in like orgies and wow. forced to have sex whenever he wanted them to. Goodness and gracious. like used for events to go. I mean, it's crazy. It is yeah. crazy to me that that's, that went down. But um, he looks like a creepy guy. I he he does look like a creepy What's guy. What's so crazy yeah. about it is because like, you know, when you first hear about it, you're like, oh, how could this possibly go on? How do people not realize what they're getting into? But the thing is, is that it was it was branded as like a self-help kind of thing. They Allison Mack even got into it because she was told that this can help you be a better actress. This can help you be yeah. a better publicist. Yep. This can help you be, have more confidence and feel like you're, you know, you're you can conquer anything. And that's how they got these people in in the first place is wow. under that guise. And so that's how a lot of people didn't know that that was what was at the, really at the root of it when you kept going further and further up the chain that's when you started to, to get into like, yeah, the sex you, cult yeah, stuff yeah when you start drinking the Kool-Aid I mean Allison right. Mack right. at this point I mean she was chasing cops when they were arrested screaming when they arrested him what the yeah. chasing after the police car the she was fuck? like gone gone oh my yeah. goodness but at least now is somebody's talking some sense yeah. to her somebody's trying to get her into a straight frame of mind she even said in her statement that after a long reflect period of reflection and looking at things I'm better than this yeah. I want to be a better person than this I thought oh, it was shit. this, but it was, and has owned up. It does mean the only thing they guaranteed her in the plea deal is that she won't have to go to trial with them. She's just, they're going to work some sort of a deal. Yeah. Um, but like I said, still facing 15. Claire Brofman, uh, who's a wealthy heiress, mm -hmm. and Kathy Russell, who was another actress, uh, they have pleaded not guilty along with Rainier oh, wow. and said they've done nothing wrong and everybody's wrong about Wing. what this all is. They're going to trial. Shit. So, um, that, that's just a crazy story to me. Like, that is I mean, super that you crazy. can get drink the Kool Aid, if you will, and we all know where that comes from from the cult way back, the Jones compound and all the. You know, but, you know. I mean, it's crazy that people can still and sex trafficking is a huge, yeah. huge well, you problem. See it's even in Hollywood, yeah. even with like Hollywood actresses. Yeah, like it's happening right there. Exactly. It's I mean, so yeah. crazy. High profile, rich people, and like you said, Hollywood are being brought into sex yeah. trafficking trades. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's it's I think it's really important for people to be aware of that. Is a lot of people think when you think of sex trafficking, you think, oh well that's over in like Southeast Asia or right. Eastern Eastern Europe and that it's just, you know, women being shipped in cargo boxes. Well yes, that stuff happens too, but it's so much more than that and it's so much more expansive yeah. and reaching than that. Yeah, and I don't think people realize that if you live along I ten, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's Interstate ten, which runs across the entire country. If you live in a city, a big city that's near I ten Sex trafficking yeah. is going on in your city, yeah. and it is a huge problem. New Orleans, any Houston, anything along I-10 yeah. going all the way to the West Coast, it's yep. a huge, huge problem. El Paso, um, San Antonio. Yeah, that's but... why security's all boosted. They, they've had so many people go missing during Super Bowls over yeah. in the Superdome every time it's held in New Orleans, yeah. and it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy. <sighs> it it's is. absolutely crazy. Uh, speaking of crazy. Oh, man. Oh, um, man. Guy well, can't keep out, huh? Seriously. He cannot keep out of some drama. Lil Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> he and a man named Antonio Allen, not the football player. That's right. Because we want to 
clarify that. That's right. Not the, the former New York Jets. Yeah, <laughs> all the publications and all the trades got that wrong. It was not the football player. And he quickly was like, hey, motherfucker. That ain't, it ain't me. me. I ain't with Boost. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, like, but apparently these two guys, they got pulled over in Georgia, and they found marijuana and drugs. So, I mean, of course. And a handgun and $20,000 cash. Exactly. And apparently they got pulled over because he almost hit another car. So, duh, bro, you're going to get pulled over. Yeah. But he's saying it was because of twisted cops and racial profiling. Yeah, racist racial profiling. Now, you know, we love little Boosie because he's he's always causing drama here in Biloxi. Black Spring Break. We have this big event called Black Spring, which is, by the way, this weekend. This weekend. This weekend. Um, But he basically, (laughs) he had a big throwdown in Dillard's and he accused the police of being racist and stealing yeah. his stuff and so he went on this rant about telling people not to come to Black Spring yeah, Break he made a year. whole song about yeah, it yeah he made a whole well he ain't coming apparently because yeah. he, he's definitely not coming um, he did get out on, on bail we should say yeah. but um, but yeah he's claiming again racial profiling but dude he was driving while high and almost sideswiped another car which is why the police pulled him over mm-hmm. and then found all the shit yeah. that's not racial profiling bro right. that's almost it's driving reckless exactly. and almost hitting another car that's you know Oh my goodness! He can't just. This guy's old. He just exactly. got out of jail a couple years a, a ago. A couple I mean, years ago, from for like beating a murder charge or something. Yeah, something I mean, crazy. I, apparently so, he's one of these. I feel like he's one of these guys that can't survive outside of jail. I know. So he's so always trying to go back it. to jail. Well, I mean, and you when know. you have you have a legitimate means to make like a good, comfortable living exactly. for yourself. That's what confuses yeah. me too. Is like you don't you don't have to do anything no, illegal. You like you can be reckless like that. Right. You you've mm. got a good career. Like just do your thing. I mean, who drives around with twenty grand in cash in a little bag? <laughs> right. Like <laughs> I mean, they do. They do like to show it off on social media. Rappers do like to like throw it, freaking just have it up to their ears, like his phones. It's I just, ridiculous. I mean, it's I'm so bringing crazy. twenty grand to New Orleans, I mean, but yeah, you, you know, know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my birthday. So. Exactly. Oh my god. Was it your birthday, little Boosie? That's, that's the only right, excuse Boosie. he got. No, my Boosie. goodness. But yeah, that's a crazy situation. But he's out now, so. Maybe there's a trial. We don't know. Yeah, we, we, I, we I think we're see. waiting on an, a, a trial date. You know, yeah. I'm sure he's he'll probably plea. Or yeah, something. I mean, you know, just pay the fine. But um, <laughs> sticking with some legal shit, this one is super crazy because it involves one of the soul queens of the music industry, Aretha Franklin. Amazing Grace, Aretha Franklin documentary that took nearly 50 years to make and to get into theaters is apparently unfinished but it's been released like badly by other producers but apparently this one main producer that was so behind it uh shimmy Koresha, uh apparently she has not been paid for anything that she's done on yeah stage. over the entire span yeah and 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 huge sh- involved in the editing base huge involved on set huge involved in everything like it's crazy yeah she she was the one who pulled together the production house who pulled it all together and and made like, like and here's the thing she's got all the other people or a majority of the other people that were involved in the making of this mm-hmm. backing her up exactly saying that she wa- indeed she hasn't was been paid this, and, and she was the one behind it and of course you know they're trying to not pay her they're yeah. trying to claim that she was got everything she was supposed to get and exactly like it's th- just ridiculous i mean she's claiming she hasn't been paid a cent 
anything. So yeah, oof, yeah, I don't blame her. Sue and they him. tried to block the film. We should say they tried to block the release of it all the way back in 2011. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's crazy. Uh, it said it's is it is going to go through uh, arbitration. It mm-hmm. Looks like it's going to avoid court. Mm-hmm. It's going to go through arbitration and it's going to be dis- settled there. So I guess both sides have agreed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully she gets paid. Seriously, man. I mean, because I mean, she was even saying she's happy that it's finally going to get released because it's uh, she's worked so hard on it. I mean, it's basically become her baby. I mean, if per se, so. Yeah. Well, it's, it's another problem that that's that's pretty rampant in the industry. You know, people who come on and agree to work for no fee yeah, in exchange so for you're yeah. going to get the and then never end up getting paid. Right. Especially in the indie industry, that's a real problem because people will agree to come on and do the work right. in exchange for after it's right. sold or whatever exactly. getting paid and they never see a dime and I mean that's a real problem. It is. So, hopefully Whichever way this arbitration goes, mm-hmm. it, it kind of leans in favor of people getting paid. Because, yeah. I mean, Agreed. if it goes against her, that could hurt a lot of indie people who are trying to crew up for projects who won't be able to because they're afraid they won't get paid. Agreed. I mean, that that's bad business. So. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> this next one I'm really excited about, Redbox. It sets its first original release date for April 23rd. It's going to be directed and star uh Bob Saget. It's called Benjamin, and it's about uh, a parent trying to deal with their child overdosing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so now Redbox is getting into the original. Yeah, did anybody game. know that Redbox had a streaming service? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I mean th- yeah, you just go to their website, and it's basically the same as Amazon Prime if you have that. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That's, it's really cool. I think it'll be a really good thing for, like, indie distributing, so... I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like I think that's spot on. If 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 you can get the film finished and actually in a form where it can be, what a great way to distribute it. Uh, either because I th- I think right, it's not just where you can get it through Redbox, but you can also rent it off their website, that, right? Yeah, that's what. It so is. yeah, I think that's a great idea yeah. for indie people, and it's going to be available hard copy and digital uh, on the same day. So it's an interesting choice to start with Bob Saget, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. it's got a big cast. Um, did you ever watch Parenthood? No. Nah. Well, Max is in it um, from Parenthood, and uh, there's a few other people. You would recognize him if you saw him. Uh, dude from Hot Tub Time Machine, oh. uh, the bald guy. Oh, um, I gotcha. okay. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, I was interested and surprised. And, I mean, when I tweeted about it, Redbox responded. So Yeah. yeah. I- but I'm excited about this one. Um, in standard definition, it's going to be $5.99 to rent, and in HD, it's going to be... Uh, or oops, in standard it's gonna be four ninety nine, and in HD it's gonna be five ninety nine. And yeah. if you want to buy it, it's gonna be ten ninety nine. Which no. not a bad price. No, I mean, I mean yeah. like I, I agree with you. We'll have to keep an eye on this because I do think this would be a nice outlet for people who are trying to distribute self made content. I agree. Yeah. Like, and speaking of Netflix, they just announced that they've uh, tapped screenwriter Anna Klassen to adapt. A new script. Now, apparently this was in development and it kind of died in other studios and Netflix right. has picked it up. They're going to come with a script for Dorothy and Alice, which is centered around Dorothy from Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. and Alice from Alice in Wonderland oh. and their friendship that they develop back and forth between these two worlds that they live in. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. Netflix is apparently trying to build a franchise like Marvel mm-hmm. and all that. They want this to be a kickoff for a franchise in these film series with these two characters. Oh, shit. So that's interesting, yeah, right? Yeah, seriously. I think it's a good choice. Classen, uh, if you if you guys don't know, she wrote a screenplay called Lightning Strikes, and it yeah. was a biopic about 
uh, JK yeah. from uh, Harry Potter. And that whole, so she's on fire right now. Yeah. And I feel like it's a good choice because, I mean, somebody who writes about the Harry Potter creator right. clearly has a strong grasp on weird shit like yeah. Wizard of Oz and, you know, yeah, uh, exactly. Alice in Wonderland. Netflix is staying busy, though. They've also announced that Camilla Mendez, uh, who uh, is on Riverdale, for anybody who doesn't know, is on mm-hmm. Riverdale. Uh, she's busy right yeah. now. We just announced that she was being looked at and probably going to be cast in the new Black Widow film. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Netflix and Disney, they're like, hey, wait a minute. Hold we on. We want her too. Uh, she's just been signed on to top the Net- Netflix original film, Windfall. Uh-huh. She is apparently in demand right now. She, mm-hmm. she has done really well with Riverdale and the success of Riverdale. She's also signed on to uh, the film Palm Springs, a comedy by Andy Samberg, and it's going to be uh, Kristen Melody and J.K. Simmons are also attached to star oh, in that's it. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. In awesome. demand, yeah. man. I mean, she's, she's like popular right now. I mean, now. has she done any films before? I haven't seen her in any I, I don't, you know, I never really was familiar with even and who she killed. was before yeah. Riverdale, so I don't, I mean, if she has, it, it's nothing yeah. I've ever so seen. So that's exciting so. that she's being popular in both uh, genres are yeah, both, and I saw uh, I saw that uh, that old Archie himself's in another film getting ready to come really? out on Netflix. Yeah, um, and he was he in was, the Hate You Give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was so yeah, they're all kind of yeah. like all launching have, themselves. Uh, speaking of Riverdale, there's also new episodes of Sabrina out. No, you mm-hmm. aren't fans. That's true. Yeah. They should. Y'all should give it. A- Another chance. Another, chance? Another shot. <laughs> I know. I I've thought about it. Honestly, I've thought about it. I've no, ta- thought true. about uh, talking to old Cam about it. <laughs> but then you didn't. But I did. But then I did. But and we're did. talking about it now. We should say Cole Sprouse also. Yeah, uh, five, five feet, feet apart. apart. So they're all. Yeah. This know, is our huge five feet apart show. That's so, right. I mean, you know, yeah, it's all yeah. relevant. That's <laughs> true. Um, uh, I, sticking with Netflix, and I was really excited about this one. I saw this one. They have after an extensive casting search. Found Princess Diana. Oh, man. Diana Spencer. Uh, yep. Uh, it's a newcomer. She's yeah. only had like three total projects ever. That's cool. Uh, two of which probably nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Um, so uh, her name's Emma Corrin, and she's been tasked to take on the role. And what I really... First of all, we should clarify, it's season three getting ready to come out, but Diana does not appear until season four. Mm. So all while they've already cast her... It doesn't happen until next season, yeah. not the current season. Well, hopefully, they don't take that year gap. Gosh, that I know sucks. that was crazy. It that, was so crazy. Uh, it might have been longer than a year. It might have been. Yeah, and that just really, yeah, that made a lot of people mad. That really grinds my um, gears. <laughs> it really grinds my gears. Uh, <laughs> the reason I was excited about this one, though, and and the, the the producers and creators of the show were really excited, is because um, and look her up if you guys don't know Emma Corrin. You'll see how first of all how much she resembles. Oh wow, she Diana. Does. And then they said she was perfect when she came in and read for it because she epitomized and she has the range to not only look like 19-year-old, com- yeah. not commoner because she did come from a family, but 19-year-old teenage Diana who mm-hmm. is basically an unknown, mm-hmm. you know, shy girl yeah. to becoming the most iconic and recognized woman in the, world. in the world. And they said when she read for it, she pulled off both That's awesome. flawlessly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and she went, she, they nailed the look. Yeah. This girl's yeah. going to look she, so much like her. Yeah. She does. She's got the... Those those eyes, man. yeah, and that innocent look. But yeah. so I'm yeah. real curious how they're gonna like do the hair. as she goes yeah. to become yeah Diana that yeah. we all you know come to know. I mean, she had some epic hairstyles. I'm not even she lie. did. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> she it's gonna did. be interesting. But she's gonna have to learn how to to master that that little peak that you know uh, mm-hmm. Princess Diana would do. That was what she was so famous for. That little cheeky little look yeah, that, that little, she would give under yeah. like the little un- yeah, yeah underhanded the- look. She's gonna have to. Which I, I believe she will. I, I believe in those people and their choices. But Definitely, definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, sticking with the royal family, That's uh, right. <laughs> Prince Harry, he signs a deal with Apple 
Well, and he's collaborating with Oprah. We love Oprah. So, I mean, this is just a huge thing for us. They're uh, tackling, what is it, a multi-part series on mental health that will debut in 2020. Yeah, this is interesting. They announced it from the palace, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in the deal, and Oprah's all excited about it. And it's apparently going to be distributed over there and here. That's epic. And, uh, I mean... So, the queen signed off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, you know, they even uh, him, uh, him and Megan uh, started an Instagram. Oh, so yeah, all yeah. kinds of things have changed I heard about that because yeah. it, it's now it's under them. It's the Sussex, you know, right. the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. It's not you know Harry and Meghan, yeah. but still, I mean, I feel like it, that's it, still a big step. They're not yeah, allowed seriously. to have any kind of social media. Exactly, presence. they made yeah. Meghan cancel all of hers. I mean, and, and shut down all of hers. So She's this like, is I miss Insta, babe. <laughs> Can we at least talk to her about Insta? <laughs> but I, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but I mean, you know. I love this. I love that they're kind of separating themselves from William and Kate, who clearly are the next king yeah. and queen. You know, it, that's yeah. going to happen. The and, Duke um, and Duchess of Sussex. Yes. Yeah. You find, did you yeah. find him right now? I did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, did they? Let me look that up. <laughs> they have 4.4 million followers. Look, I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, it's, and it looks like they started in April 2nd. There you go. That's crazy. So, which will help, no doubt, boost uh, their, their <laughs> when they go to launch this thing in 2020. It's, yeah. I mean, what a brilliant tool. And uh, Oprah, yeah. of course. Oprah's yeah. major excited about it. Speaking yeah. of Apple. Yeah, uh, speaking of Apple. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there was a huge bidding war for Stephen King's uh, horror romance, Lissy Story. He's in demand right now. Uh, yeah, he's in huge demand. Apparently, there was a big bidding war for yeah. his for his book, Lissy's uh, Story. Mm-hmm. Um, Julianne Moore has signed on to star in it. Epic. Uh, in, in a rare move. Steven himself is actually going to write all eight episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is like mm. really rare for him. He doesn't normally do that. And like you said, it's going to be produced by J.J. Abrams uh-huh. um, which with his Bad Robot Productions. Now, this is the third Apple series yeah. for J.J. But, now, hmm. the interesting thing is, is that all of these series will come from Warner Brothers TV because currently Bad Robot yeah. hangs its shingle at Warner Brothers. Yeah. But we've talked about this on past shows. JJ is trying to uh, look for a new deal. Mm-hmm. He's not so sure he wants to keep hanging the shingle yeah. at Warner Brothers. I mean, you know. And he's trying to package all of his bad robot shit films, TV, yeah. digital, video games, like all of it into one mega empire under bad robot. And apparently, the, the, the rumor is he's fishing around for like a half a billion dollar deal to <sighs> land him. Yeah. I mean, he's. Three series with Apple, mm-hmm. and if he's looking for half a billion dollars, I mean, I feel like we all know what company's got the most money. Yeah, Apple. Cash. <laughs> I mean, cash. Yeah. Exactly. They got that in the back pocket. Yeah. It's like, oh, half a billion. Yeah. Here you go. It's gonna so, be. I think it's gonna be a while though. It looks like it's in the treatment phase. Yeah, so it's gonna be probably twenty twenty. Yeah, probably twenty twenty one. Well, yeah, because we know he's already the Sarah Barry Alice one's already kind of like being yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. So then. Yeah, he's got the Jennifer Garner one, and uh, but I mean, dude has so many scripts. It's he, crazy. He really, really <laughs> like, I'm does. I'm looking at his IMDb profile right now, and yeah, oh boy, he is killing it. He's and I, I, I just feel like maybe we're looking at a hint that Apple's got the the mm. the front edge on maybe landing Bad Robot. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Very exciting. Very exciting. Speaking of very exciting, oh man. <sighs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, I'm I'm so fucking I'm ready. Like, it's <laughs> over ready, okay? It's been since last year. I'm yes, like... since last year. This is crazy to me, okay? Avengers Endgame. You guys know they they, they went on presale. The tickets went on presale yeah. last week. Okay. Now for anybody who's lived under a rock for the last year and you don't know, Avengers Infinity War 
biggest opening weekend of all time. Yep. $257 million at the box office domestically. Biggest opening weekend of all time. Avengers Endgame, in advance selling tickets, has outsold it five times. They've sold five times as many tickets in the first week for Endgame oh, than they did for Infinity That's War. Insane. Five times That's the insane. amount. In fact, Vandango said that it's in such demand that theaters have contacted them to say that multiple shows have already sold out for the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. And now theaters are saying that they're potentially a series of theaters are going to open as early as 4 a.m. on Friday morning for the first showings. Yeah, we checked our local theaters. The earliest right now is 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah. But this is a good thing because... At the pace that they're selling tickets, you would think, okay, awesome. They, they've got a shot at this. They've got a shot at the biggest opening record again. But the only downside was it's three hours and exactly. one minute long. But it, fuck, if you're starting at 4 a.m., yeah. you're getting a few extra exactly. shows in there. Because like you said, most theaters don't open until 10. Exactly. So you're looking at at least two or three yeah. extra showings well, per day. There's one theater here that, what I say, 22, some, 22 yeah. showings in one day. In one day. Ooh. Oh, so, just put a giant like white blanket up all over the entire city and just project it exactly. out. Exactly. Yes. Like, everybody watch it. I feel like it. that would be easiest. <laughs> just, yes. Like, just seriously. Now, massive showing. They've already, because we talked about this a couple weeks ago too, they've already projected that the film globally, mm-hmm. worldwide, is projected to make $840 million Damn. on its opening weekend. Yeah. So almost a billion dollars yeah. on the opening weekend worldwide. But I think, I think, if it continues on the pace and it can actually hit 300 million domestically, mm-hmm. just domestically, it could go a billion dollars or more globally on the <sighs> opening weekend. Can you even imagine a That's filmmaking crazy. a billion dollars in three days? That's super crazy. I mean, it it's the most, I will say the marketing is in full gear. Yeah. If you, if, if you've seen, if you've been paying any attention to anything, anything. Any radio, social media, TV, yeah. every billboard, the Avengers are everywhere yeah. right now. They're fucking so, killing it. Let me ask this. <clears throat> do you think that this will be the peak for the Marvel Universe? Mm. Do you think things will go downhill after that? Like, uh, won't be able to keep I'm up interested with that? to see uh, According happens. to Kevin Feige, no. Because over well, of course the, he's going to say uh, yeah, Well, yeah, no, right? but, like, but see, because yeah. see, they, they discussed this, and I kind of believe, because re- for people who don't know, this whole 22 movie stretch had been in planning. They knew this was how it, it yeah. was going to end when they shot Iron Man. Yeah. The first they they had the whole 10 years planned out well apparently they've got the whole next saga for the five years planned out already and we're going to talk about that in a second and they were afraid of well how can we keep people interested how so according to feige he said this next saga this next journey for the next five years none of the films will be formulaic to what we have seen in these 22 right. films yeah it's a completely different manner of storytelling yeah. a completely different way of how the films will be presented yeah. to have its own full identity while still consisting in the marvel cinematic universe it will be completely different yeah. from what we've just seen over 22 See, films in 10 all years. that sounds exciting but think about it in retrospect in 20 years do you think superhero movies will be as big as they are right now i do Really? I do. Ugh, I do. It's a long-ass time, bro. I, 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 look, people said that after Iron Man, and they're like, can you consistently maintain yeah. this? Can you? It's 
11 years later but the test is gonna be after the original characters are gone that'll be the definitive test see i i feel comfortable because they've set up let and and feige was smart they introduced a few of these new saga people moving forward over the next five in this phase to get you we 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 know we've got captain marvel we've got doctor strange and we've got um black panther moving forward into this new phase Mm -hmm. so you've got your anchors to Mm -hmm. carry people these people into the next phase. I just, I don't know. I feel like if you if you put people through so much of an emotional ride and then like create a, a title that says "end" in it, it has end, the word yeah. "end" in it. Just like on Walking Dead when they when they kill Glenn. I, you know, I've said this before. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it just was never the same after that, and they're going to kill off a lot of very beloved people. And I just am not saying that they won't still be successful. I just don't know if they'll ever live up to this moment again. I feel well, like this I don't. Might be yeah, I don't high. know. If, I don't know even if. If the next five years and all the films that they have planned, even if they all continue the trend to open at number one and they're all massively right. successful, I don't think you're ever going to match this first this, ten years. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I, I don't, think, yeah, and I don't. It'll think, never be as big. It's hit its peak right, right. now. Yeah, I feel like, like and I don't think yeah. Feige thinks it will either. Yeah. I just think it's going to be a successful continuation of. Right. It's like a follow up book right. to a series or right. something. I don't think they ever. Even the people involved in Marvel Studios or Disney think they'll ever... You hear the stars talking on this media press tour. Even they are like, this was special. This was like a thing that you will never see again. We will never be involved in anything like this again. I agree with that. But I do think they can carry on the universe successfully while maybe not ever matching this. Be successful in carrying it forward. I, I do think that. And speaking of, Feige wanted... He wanted to make it perfect because, as everybody knows, the merger's done, mm-hmm. 21st Century Fox, and, and, and so that meant all of the X-Men, Fantastic Four, all those characters that Fox had are home now. Yeah. They're in the MCU. Yeah. And everybody was like, yeah, woo! Yeah. Feige wanted to clarify, but it's going to be yeah. Dark Phoenix is the definitive end yeah, of that. to the current X-Men, yeah. and it's going to be, in his exact words, a very long time before you see the X-Men appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. which might be very heartbreaking for a lot of fans who were expecting it but it makes total sense he said it's just the beginning of the five-year plan that we have laid out for the next huge saga of films that we have and he said this deal didn't happen we've been planning this for years with this this next five years has been in the works being planned out and written and developed long before this deal was even mentioned exactly so we're not just gonna because it's done interject these people in yeah. there because we want because the fans exactly. want and mess up our plan yeah. over the next five years mm, so question since now that uh they're merged and everything will feige get an executive producer slot on the last x-men no mm. nope because it wasn't finished it, at it, yep okay yep and and it, it's completely maintaining its distance from marvel studios okay so mm-hmm. no. Yeah, I was wondering how that was gonna uh, play yeah. out. Like if he if he really wanted to, could he go see the movie before everybody else? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he could do yeah. that. I mean, you know, he's kind of a big guy at Disney, so I'm pr- I'm pretty sure. But um, <laughs> but he wanted to make that. Now here's where I got really excited though, because Feige's a very smart man. Yeah, and he doesn't say anything that he doesn't mean to say, and he never slips up. Really, he was very clear on the X Men. It would be a very long time before you would see the. X-Men. Yeah. And he didn't mention the Fantastic Four mm. or Silver Surfer or Galactus or anybody that falls under the Fantastic Four properties yeah. that also came back yeah. into the MCU. Now, 
if it was the case that they had no plans over the next five years to interject anybody, he would have said the Fox properties. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the Marvel characters that came back home, right. we have no... He didn't say that. He said the X-Men. Yeah. That leads me to think that... I'm, t- I'm still convinced at the end of Endgame we are going to see something involving the Fantastic so Four. So do you already have y'all's tickets? No. no, no, oh, I know okay. it's crazy, right? Here's what, and uh, Logan and I were talking about why it could possibly be this way. The X Men were uh, actually a huge success for Fox. Yeah, they were all they all made money. They all yeah. did really well, and they were never really failed films. On the flip side of that, Fantastic Four amongst most people were bombs. Yeah, yeah. that nobody liked them. They were horrible. Yeah. They tried to reboot it a couple times. It never worked. So my thinking behind it is is that maybe. They were working the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. and or Galactus or Silver Surfer or whatever into the MCU right. to where they could just interject them into this five-year plan yeah. because they felt like when the deal finished, they could get Fantastic Four yeah. because it hadn't been working for Fox and Fox right. would be willing to give it up. Right. I think that they thought Iger, from Iger down, maybe even if the merger was successful, Fox wouldn't give up the X-Men. Yeah. They wouldn't give up the rights back to Disney because it had been successful and they would want to keep those moving forward with their new company. So I think maybe Feige and the boys at Marvel Studios yeah. were like, well, let's play And I mean, first. honestly, it's not a bad thing either because you already have two X-Men-esque shows on right now, Doom Patrol and Umbrella Academy. It's so, true. I mean, they got their, their team... Academy, you know, school feel going on. It's so. true. And look, look, they're such definitive actors that yeah. played these roles. Yeah. I think a five-year gap is time. probably a good time for fans right. to allow to separate from Hugh yeah. Jackman, Agreed. separate from Patrick Stewart, yeah. separate from the current X-Men. Because I feel like if you just reboot it next year and put them in there, they're like, well, but, mm. but what the hell? Then That's the, not Hugh. Exactly. <laughs> right, the like, constant comparison would, would inevitably always be there. Exactly. So I feel like you need that Dark time. Phoenix does look like it's going to be good, though. They said it is a definitive end to this particular yeah. saga of X-Men storylines and that it's really good. Yeah. Disney's really happy with yeah. it, apparently. R.I.P. Yeah. So. Jennifer Lawrence. So, um, yeah. Uh, speaking of <laughs> Disney and Marvel, we're going to talk about this Hawkeye series, this mini series that's coming to Disney Plus. It's going to star, star. It's going to star Jeremy Renner, and which we're very excited about. It's always centered around Clint. He's a superhero, you know, in the archery department, and apparently, it's going to be about him passing on the torch. Yeah, to Kate Bishop. Yeah, who for anybody who's familiar with comics, geeks, or whatever, Kate Bishop is. Hawkeye. She takes over being Hawkeye in the Young Avengers after Hawkeye moves on. Um, This is exciting because this would imply that this is not a prequel. Remember, they've announced Vision and Scarlet Witch. They've announced um, Loki. They've announced uh, um, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. They're all getting series on on Disney+. Um, Some of them, we don't know what timeline they're going to take, but this one is very clearly takes place after Endgame because Clint is passing on the torch to younger. Now, remember the trailer? You see Clint Mm -hmm. with a girl teaching her the bow. Who's the girl? There's long been rumored that Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why would be playing Kate Bishop, uh, and long been rumored that she would be taking over as Hawkeye. Now that they've released this, and this is indeed the storyline, is Catherine Langford indeed Kate Bishop? Right. And will she... Yeah. Is Young Avengers coming, is my question. Right. Like, A lot of people have been saying that, that with the six original Avengers gone, and that would yeah. go back to Tavia's question, too, about, but what about? What about what we've already established? Well, There'd we could see this. the Avengers yeah. still exist, and the, the o- original Avengers 
in a mentor capacity and or every now and then being mentioned so that you don't forget them yeah. and as the Young Avengers carry on. That would be kind of cool if they would just pop in on the TV side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We know, I mean, I don't know who's going to continue if, if Downey Jr. will continue to be the mentor for Spidey right. moving forward or whatever. I but so, could honestly. totally see, I mean, we've talked about this in the past with Amanda taking over as Riri, mm-hmm. Ironheart for taking over for Iron Man and stuff. We know somebody else is picking up the shield for exactly. Cap. I, I think a Young Avengers would be brilliant yeah. so if this we should say hawkeye's a mini series yeah. so if it's strictly a mini series over like six ten episodes that sets up young exactly. avengers mm-hmm. that'd be brilliant that'd be but badass. you know disney's gonna make sure they pay them more than the guest star rating. oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> they bring them Which, back <laughs> i mean you don't ever really kind of see who the girl is in that trailer no, though. you don't you can't make no. I, we do know what are oh, the russo's uh, daughter, one of the Russo brothers' daughter mm-hmm. is in it. Oh, we don't know what character she's cool. playing. Could be her. Yeah, it could because instead know. of Kate Bishop, it could be um Hawkeye's daughter. It could be yeah. Clint's daughter mm-hmm. that he's showing. Exactly. We don't know. So, and they will not say who Catherine Langford is playing. Yeah. So, uh, but now with with this, I'm just really hoping gracious, Young, man. Young know, Avengers would be awesome. It's so exciting because they're bringing. They're doing Disney Plus is doing such a good job at bringing all these huge film stars over to the television side and keeping the universe alive. Mm-hmm. They've they've said all yeah. the time it's all connected. This is all one universe. Exactly. And yeah, and to be able to bring it onto the TV side like that is going to be yeah. brilliant. We should say also Marvel's got two more also, which mm-hmm. was really in non-fiction real life shows Marvel's doing for Disney Plus. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, w- one is going to be called the Marvel Hero Project, and the other one's called Marvel 616. And the Hero Project is going to be focusing around young people in their communities and the work that they do within their communities and everything oh, and focus cool. on real-life yeah. superheroes, as, as they're called, um, as how they're going to be spinning it, which is really awesome. And then the 616 is going to be an antholo- anthological documentary series exploring all of Marvel's legacy and their characters mm-hmm. and their storylines and stuff and how it affects the real world, like us, what yeah. we what we see outside the real world and kind of how that's affected yeah. both how the real world has affected Marvel and how Marvel has affected the real world. And it's going to be told through a documentary and different filmmakers from different you know, things. Uh, I mean, they're doing it with multiple projects like Monsters, Inc. John Goodman and Billy Crystal are going to come back for the television series for Disney+. Plus. I mean, these are two huge guys, especially, I mean, basically Hollywood royalty yeah. coming back to voice these guys. And I mean, it's such a beloved series or it's such a beloved franchise so i'm happy about it and it picks up six months after the film Mm. that's it yeah after the college one after no uh, i want to say the original one i got yeah yeah uh six months after the original movie with the power plant at its center now harvesting uh yeah and it's gonna follow some new character called tyler tuskman who's eager to uh uh I guess improve things around the facility and so he gets like in little tussles with Mike and you know Sully so uh it yeah I'm excited as shit and mm-hmm. apparently there's some big names coming in on as new characters so they got a lot of new people coming into it whoa, whoa. really interesting and here's what we were talking about with Hulu kind of being Disney's rated R uh branch if you will you gotta remember a couple of weeks ago when we announced that they were gonna do High Fidelity they were gonna reboot it as a series and Zoe Kravitz was going to star in it. Well, apparently, that was supposed to be on Disney+. Plus. But apparently now that as they've been developing it and as they've been writing it and the kind of creators are moving, they've recognized that through the process, it's becoming a bit more adult-oriented. 
than they feel comfortable with on Disney Plus, so they're moving it to Hulu. Um, you know what that means? It's got titties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it does. I mean, you know, it's just Zoe Kravitz. So I mean, maybe. Uh, I'm um, sorry, That's but so no, weird. I like that though. I like that they're like, I hey, like we, that. <laughs> no, not that. No. <laughs> I like that though. Well, I do like that, but I mean, I'm just saying, I like the fact that Disney can recognize we've got this branch yeah. now. Yeah. So if we if we have an outlet to where exactly. we can put all this different thing, but keep our family label, our family label, I like that. That's great, yeah. and right. I think it's going to yeah. be beneficial for both Disney Plus and high fidelity Agreed. i think because if you put yeah. it on something and kind of control it or lock it up and not let it be what yeah. it was meant to be you're hurting it but yeah give it its freedom on hulu and boom yeah i'm, I'm i don't know on a serious note like for, for real though like i feel like that that's i mean sometimes it's hard to to do dialogue and make it sound natural in the way people really talk but also kid friendly and like the just content like you're you're stifling what kind of Agreed. stuff you can talk about and show so i mean titties included but also other stuff you know you know you know, <laughs> you know. titties and other stuff that was the original name for the reboot by the way but <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're bringing back high fidelity it's called I, titties and other stuff i need a show that's titled that now <laughs> that's uh, great. the other stuff is questionable that's up to you all right you get to decide it changes every week you know right. reading novels at night and that's right walks on the beach <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there should be titties when you read novels at night. There should be. It oh would make it goodness. so much more entertaining, uh, wouldn't it? More people would read books uh, if that was the case. No, Leave man. it to me to just derail us all. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Cute little Cam. So anyway. <laughs> oh, Moving man. on. But it's not all good for Disney. Rich Moore, who was the director of the Wreck-It Ralph uh, films, he is leaving for Sony and I don't know if you guys remember, but Wreck-It Ralph and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Universe were both nominated for Oscars, mm -hmm. and Spider-Man won. Because so it was I've, really good. It was really good. I feel like this uh, was a huge reason behind that. He, it, it, he said win. so. Yeah. He, he, he said he will always have a place in his heart for Disney. Yeah. He will always appreciate all the work that he's done there, and he feels like they're still good. But he saw Spider-Verse, and yeah. he said he was so impressed with the groundbreaking exactly. work that they did yeah. that he wanted to be involved in it. Yeah. And that, that was the reason for his move. I mean, you can't exactly. blame him. Yeah. Spider-Verse exactly. was fucking awesome. It and was. I think there's a place for everything. Like, Disney has its, its thing. And yeah, they 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 do um, experiment and go outside the box in their own right. ways. But there's room for other people to experiment in other ways. And exactly. I think that was where Into the Spider Verse kind of fit. Is that it was this new blending of different types of animations mm -hmm. and styles. And and so I think there's room in the industry for everyone to try something new. Yeah, I I literally just watching that film. I was awestruck. It, I, I was mean, too. I didn't. I honestly didn't think I was going to like it all that much. And I was like kind of like wow right i'm taking i'm eating my words now like i really yeah really like honestly at the end of venom there's a post-credit scene about it and we were like why the hell was this the post-credit scene <laughs> and yeah. then when we watched it we were like oh, i cried i'm not gonna lie yeah, no. i cried yeah so. it was it yeah was, it was brilliant it was so we should good. say he's not the first one to defect to sony remember Sp into the spider-verse was uh the guys who did the lego movies and who were also fired from disney doing the han solo film Mm. and nope. boom they went to sony too and they did yep. spider-verse they're the same people so yep. there you go that's crazy yeah mm -mm -mm. but more exciting stuff happening around the industry amazon prime video has now announced that they will launch a short film festival it's an all voice all voices film festival a short film competition for u.s filmmakers to uh, from underrepresented backgrounds to compete for a grand prize of twenty thousand dollars. 
pretty exciting, especially for up and comers like ourselves. Absolutely, and I like this because it's get, what what they plan on featuring in these creators and through these submissions. They're highlighting marginalized communities, mm-hmm. so uh, it be, be it religious minorities or race or the LGBTQT community. It's going to focus on these type of communities and try to get awareness and, and right. stuff for filmmakers from that. So that's pretty awesome. That's fantastic, uh, and honestly, a person we uh, are going to have on the show a little later, Melinda Hale. She just put out story. That's basically a little short film. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. About homeless people. So, so which again, huge subject that I feel like f- would fit perfectly. Agreed. In maybe she expands and maybe I mean, she just yeah. kind of gets that in there. We should say they opened up submissions uh, April 8th. So if you got it out there, get it in, guys. Yeah. I think it's going to be huge, I think. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, something that might be huge for both of them since they're both, uh, they're both succeeding in different ways, but... They've always they've done some good shit together, and that's uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. They've made some great content together. I mean, you know, they met together on Saturday Night Live. They made Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby, uh, Step Brothers, the other guys with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Ron Burgundy and Ron Burgundy, <laughs> Anchorman. That's right. So yeah, they made some great content. But I mean, over the past few years, Adam McKay has wor- been working more towards like I don't want to say serious content, but more drama-esque i guess yeah, you could say yeah. content and you know will ferrell just like has an idea and he just it's does true. it so and they haven't had a, like all success didn't didn't they weren't they responsible for that sherlock disaster yeah or yeah that, so, I mean, <laughs> that was the worst film maybe that film was year. the deciding factor it's like yeah, maybe it's we like, should listen, just take a break yeah <laughs> and honestly they did it mutually everything was fine they're going to continue with the rest of the films they have in development and production so that's cool but it was mutual, so everything's yeah, fine. Fact, and fact, they said they would work together in the future. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah I mean, and one of the ones I got uh, just released, tra- Olivia Wilde's directorial debut mm-hmm. is, is coming out, and that's one of the, theirs that that's still uh, coming. Um, so, yeah, I think, what is it, like three or four films they still had in yeah. that are coming after the split or whatever, so that'll be cool. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, sometimes you just outgrow things, and it happens, yeah. and especially when y'all can, like, depart mutually it's fine it's fine yeah no it's true i i will say though i hope that adam mckay does better than vice the vice yeah I got, that's the one look, he was responsible it got nominated for. for an oscar so who the fuck am i to talk but god it fucking sucked yeah. <laughs> there's a reason it didn't win okay just say it fucking sucked. oh my but, gosh right. you know what i think fucking sucks mm. the walking dead coming out with the third series why i've heard about that oh. yeah. why I don't know why no idea. i'll tell you why they're ca- trying to capitalize on the on the, the women movement they right are. now because they're saying it's going to focus on female protagonists young female protagonists yeah i, I just yeah there i feel like they're just trying to nail boards into a sinking ship yeah that's what yeah. they're doing the flagship is sinking rapidly exactly. week in and week out why would you keep adding more exactly. shit like it doesn't make exactly it just... everyone who i know that watches walking dead i've literally been asking them over the past couple weeks what do you think what do you think what do you think they're all disappointed yeah so, yeah i think uh. they should have just like after you know negan killed glenn they should have just like immediately in that same scene brought in a ninja and just chopped Negan's head <laughs> off and then been like the end and then like just ended it right there. Uh, right there. Well, I kind I, I mean, I kind of agree with you, but w- w- the mistake that I think that they really made and where they've started to lose all the view is after they killed Glenn, they didn't follow through with the Negan storyline. With Carl. With yeah. Carl, which was Carl taking over 
from daddy, basically shoving him to the side, developing a friendship exactly. with Negan and ruling and shit I side by like side. That's how you could have continued the franchise and yeah. Rick could have done his yeah. shit. But instead like, they fucking killed Carl, which exactly. pissed off Jeffrey Dean Morgan because he thought he was going with the Negan storyline. Like, and he was like, what the fuck? I signed on to do the Carl shit. Yeah. And Carl's dead. And I, just, I just think ever since then they've been kind of like fucking it up. Rick's gone. Oh, yeah. Now Michelle, apparently Michonne's getting ready to go. Uh, fucking Maggie's I mean, gone. Yeah, I mean, she's rocking in a whiskey cavalier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even going to lie. Yeah, she, she, although she says she's not done with Maggie, but I'm like, mm, mm, are you, you? You should be. I mean, and this idea of all these like movies that we talked I about know, a few weeks ago, like I don't want to see all these people I in movies. Don't. Why didn't you just keep them on the fucking show exactly. and do the right thing? Like, I, and I don't even think people will be interested in that after all of this bullshit that they're putting us through. Agreed. So agreed. Mm-mm-mm. Now, some I think it's some sad news because you know we're huge supporters of Hollywood South. We love Nola, absolutely. And this this kind of sucks. Preacher Seth Rogen has announced that Preacher will return for its final season on AMC August fourth, and it's going to be the fourth and final one. Yeah, so, the final season. This yeah. is such a brilliant show. It is. The it cast is. is so freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Ruth Nega every week yeah. in yeah. and out. She is just brilliant. Yeah, shot uh, in New Orleans. Like, yeah, yeah, it's done so well and just like. I, I see this is why I question who's running fucking AMC. Right. You like, announce a third Walking Dead mm-hmm. series, but we're getting rid of Preacher. Like, yeah. What the fuck? I would have like rather another season of Preacher and not a third yeah. series. What of if it's Dead? because they're pumping so much money into the Walking then, Dead it could series? Be. You it know? could be. Netflix, safe preacher. I mean, unless Seth Rogen is the one who pulled the trigger <laughs> right. on it, and he just didn't want to do it anymore. Right. But I feel like if that's not the case, they could have. Even if Seth walked away, they could have moved on with another season without Seth. Yeah. I feel like because it's it's. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, I'm not happy. But at the same time, I can also see not trying to force a story if you already feel like it's come to the conclusion that you had in mind. You know what I mean? Like I can mm-hmm. see not not trying to push it right to be something else if you if it's coming to its natural end. Fair right. Point. Agreed. Agreed. Now, this next thing, I know you have some opinions about it, but I could give a shit less. Um, Grease, Summer Lovin' is about to debut. It's going to be the summer that they're talking about in Grease, than the first original one. But he... He is scared about the casting decisions because of. I Danny think it's and- important that you have to cast very carefully because it, it, it they're going to be Sandy and Danny, and it's going to be Sandy and Danny at the same age as Greece, because it's it's a prequel. It takes place right before the original Greece. It's- so thirty two. Because they were like in their thirties. Yeah, you're funny. Funny girl. Funny girl. Um, <laughs> this is interesting to me though because everybody knows the song "Summer Lovin'" and, and they're talking about back and forth about how they had a right. the little fling over the summer or whatever. And Sandy had no idea Danny's at the school. Blah 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 blah. Well, that's what this movie is about: is the summer fling. Yeah. Uh, so, hence, "Summer Lovin'." And they released recently that it's going to be told just like the song mm-hmm. from two different perspectives. That's cool. The movie is going to be Sandy telling her idea of what happened over the summer. Danny telling his idea of what mm-hmm. happened over the summer, and it's going to be following along those events. I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Um. So if done really well, I right. think it's it's going to be great. Um. I'm a bit more connected though, like J Lo said. I mean, there, there's a generation gap there. So if you weren't like connected to Olivia Newton John right. and John Travolta as those yeah. characters, you're like, who cares who they cast? Yeah, because I feel like enough time has passed to where I mean, honestly, people pass. Or at thirty, past thirty, I feel like are the people that remember Greece. I don't think about the younger generation. I don't think they really care about Greece. Ouch. 
I'm That's not, all I gotta say. I'm, See, you're labeled as old See? now, Tavia. It's, it's okay, yeah. Tavia. Well, you're getting okay, hitched. Your label. You're like, yeah, <laughs> like. I have a pass because because I was also a theater kid. Yeah. So there you go. that's also my my little, you know. Well, I, but we, I did watch it as a kid, and yeah. I didn't realize that they were talking about sex the whole time. Oh. So I was like five years old watching yeah. it. But no, like, but yeah. see, like, like you're you're what we were talking about earlier. I said there are those family type things right. who have passed the film down exactly. to their children and such and such, and those will be the kids that yeah. are y'all's age that are connected exactly. to it. So I think Olivia Holt from Cloak and Dagger would be perfect as Sandy. Is it going to be a musical? It it is. Oh okay. Yeah, so that'd be cool. I think she would be perfect. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about earlier, like who the fuck you cast? As yeah, seriously. a young Danny though yeah. with John Travolta. I'm like, yeah, I can't even think right now. No. Who, who could possibly? Zach Efron. Be... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Ted Bundy uh, and Danny Zuko. Oh, it's like, oh, <laughs> talk about range. All right, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> the question is, will there be titties? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably it's going on Hulu. <laughs> All right, it's going on Hulu. That's oh, right. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, Cinderella guys, it's Camilla Cabello. <laughs> yep. Is set to make her feature acting debut in a new storytelling of the classic Cinderella. And the exciting thing is James Corden's behind this one. Yeah. He gonna... came up with the idea, the new concept, yeah. and, and and approached Sony. Sony's gonna he's gonna produce it. Mm-hmm. And uh and he wanted to attach Camilla Cabello. Apparently, yeah. he's the one who you know decided on her, and um, she signed under Sony's label, so it only makes sense. Yeah, it's Sony film, exactly. Okay. So she's going to be heavily involved in all of the music in cool. it. So it is, is going to be, be a like, musical, like like the Brandy one, kind of, where it's like a different take on it in like mm. a musical form. I, well, it, it is going to be a Possibly, musical form. Yeah. Now I don't know what kind of take they're going to do with right. it. Is it going to be set in Havana? Uh-huh. <laughs> is it going to have Whoopi? No, no. That's Is right. it going to have Whoopi Goldberg? That's what mm-hmm. I need to know. And the, the guy that was the captain from Titanic. I, I, yeah, I don't know. All I'm going to say is James Corden is probably like the guy in Hollywood right now. Seriously. This guy is slaying it. I mean, between everything that he keeps doing yeah. with his show and then all the movies that he's doing now and he's still got the carpool karaoke with Apple and like all, he is slaying it. Yeah. It, that, this guy's a creative monster, man. Agreed. So. Uh, agreed. And you know who else is a creative monster? Mm. Beyonce. Beyonce. Yes. Oh, man. It, she posted on her social media tweeting uh, a little rumor, a little rumor that she might have a concert documentary coming to Netflix. Yep. Uh, the Coachella performance, which basically broke the internet that night. Like everybody, because that's when um, the reunion happened mm. of yeah. Destiny's Child. And yep. It was super crazy. But not with Latavia. But not with Latavia. Not with Latavia. <laughs> But um, um, I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, no, that's going to be really exciting. And then we should say Netflix, I guess a day later, officially confirmed her yeah. tease. It, it is going to come out April yeah. 17th. Um, and I didn't know this. Beyonce was actually the first African-American woman to headline Coachella. Oh, wow. No, really? yeah, that's. Surprising. I mean, after yeah. all the years that Coachella's been going on and all the huge right. performers, right. she was the first. That's crazy. It makes sense to Queen Bee. I mean, I, mean, no. I mean, it does, but that's... It's, the timing is weird. Yeah, like I, it should have been like, like, like what the 50 hell? Fifty years ago. Yeah, yeah seriously. Exactly. So many other African American artists. Like, yeah, it's true. But you know who won't be doing Coachella? Who's like that? Beyond? Her sister. Her sister. Yeah, she had to cancel her Coachella performances mm-hmm. uh, due to major production delays. Yeah. Um, and now there, the more information kind of came out. Apparently, all of her people are fighting the flu. They've mm. been dropping left and right sick as the which is why the production fell behind. Going around. And so she just felt like she couldn't deliver. Yeah. And so pulled out. I mean, so. I 
you don't want to disappoint the fans, honestly. Yeah. No. They spend a lot of money on Coachella, especially. Especially when Beyonce did what she did. Money. Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> we should say, though, to be fair, Beyonce also dropped out of Coachella before. Yeah. But she was pregnant. Right. So exactly. she dropped out because of the pregnancy. But, I mean, you know, yeah. it happens. Exactly. It, happens. it really does. It really does. Now, this next one I'm really excited about because this is just an epic way, an epic send-off to this man's life. Nipsey Hussle uh, Memorial Service will be held at Staples Center, the rapper's hometown, Los Angeles. Uh, his family met with the Staples Center management last week and they reserved the spot and there's tickets being sold uh at 21,000 seats are available. Yeah, and didn't they say they said uh what yesterday maybe today it sold out. It yeah. sold out within a couple yeah. hours after they went on sale. So Super crazy. It was like 15 minutes or something stupid like hmm. that. It's like end game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's going to be huge. Wow. Yeah. I mean end game though like that's a uh, was that bad? No, it was like a weird coincidence. Uh, yeah, that... okay. I just wanted to make sure. I was <laughs> no, like, I just meant on. like that was like a weird... Like, uh, yeah. I know it was unintentional. Uh, yeah. but Her inflection was, was strange uh, though. Was You're like, like, wait, is she mad? Yeah, I said that like, or is she okay with that? I, I don't I know. Like, uh, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I just, it was just, I, I don't know, it just struck me. <laughs> I think this is really cool too though. Uh, the city also announced that uh, they would be changing a section of the street where he grew up mm. uh, and name it after him. Yeah. Uh, the what is it? The intersection of uh, uh, Slauson Avenue and Crenshaw Boulevard. I think I'm pretty sure that's the one that he uh, his stores on the one yeah. he got killed yeah. on. So wow. I, I think and and we should say the procession is going to go by there yeah. on the way to Staples Center and everything. Yeah. But yeah, they're going to name it uh, Nipsey Hustle Ash Dome Square. Yeah, that's uh, his real name. He, I got you. Yeah. So. so that's cool, though. I yeah. mean, because he exactly. never left the community. He never did. And he got himself out of it, and mm-hmm. he was working hard to fix the community and get it right exactly. and do what he could. So, Well, I watched a little documentary on him on YouTube, and that same, when that building was boarded up, nothing was in it. He was in that parking lot selling, like, merchandise out of his trunk, like shirts and shit. There you go. So, like, he's always been an entrepreneur, always trying to give back to his community. You so. know, and he's one of those people that we talk about all the time about when life hands you shit, mm-hmm. it's decisions that you make. Exactly. Like, he makes it perfectly clear. I didn't have a choice. Exactly. In my neighborhood, this is where I grew up. You were either in a gang exactly. or they killed you. Exactly. I had to be in the gang. Okay, so life hands him that. But he also made a decision. This might be who I am exactly. now, but I, this is not who I am. No. And I'm going to get my shit out of here. People, and then I'm going to. You can get your shit out of here. And do things to try to fix it. Exactly. And, which is what he did. So, yeah. you know, it's all about. It is. What you do. Yeah, me and Little Cam were watching it the other day. He was like, yeah, my store was in this other lot right here, which was like literally right next door. It got raided. My brother did a few years in the jail sale, and then like... When he got out, we just went to this lot. Like he was all nonchalant about it. Like yeah. life happens. This is what happened. Yeah. This is what I did, and we're on top now. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be exciting. I'm very. Uh, hopefully they like stream it live on YouTube or something. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty epic. You know, because I mean, I feel like they did stuff like that for like Biggie and Tupac's funeral. So yeah. Uh, Crazy, crazy shit. Damn, that's a great idea. That would be pretty epic. It would be. I bet it would fucking go cry, crazy on like YouTube stream shit like that all the time. All we should the time. do a YouTube live event. Agreed. That would be awesome. We should at them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. We should. Do yeah, it. Do I it. I think it's a good idea. Do it. Okay. <laughs> do it, J-Lo. Do it. <laughs> all right. Continuing with music, Taylor Swift. Everybody loves T-Swift, right? 
T-Swift. Sure. All right. She, sure. <laughs> she, I mean, we should say, though, uh, you know, because we were just talking about recently with the, the Amazon and, the, you know, the community and highlighting, you know, the LGBTQT. Taylor's a longtime ally. Yeah. Okay? She's yeah. been a longtime supporter. Huge in her home state, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. She so, really does seem like a genuinely, like, sweet person. She does. You know. She said that she's been inspired by the uh, organization that she's teaming up with to contribute to the community. Um, so she apparently made a really huge donation. Mm. She sees the struggle going on in Tennessee, and she wants to continue to add her voice and her yeah. power that she has because of who she is. Yeah. Um, $113,000. And- yeah. So, wow. um, good for her. Yeah. yeah. Good for Seriously. her. I mean, you, you know, say a lot of people like that you, I guess you either like her, hate her, yeah. or they, you know, people Honestly. not, but one thing you cannot argue, even if you hate her, she has always been generous yeah. with yeah. giving to the community, Agreed. giving to her fans. She surprises fans All with like huge gifts and yeah. stuff. She's just a very generous right. person. So if you hate her or not, she's a good person. Exactly. I, I mean, mean so. I, I, I'm. I mean, I don't hate her music either. It's not exactly my favorite, but I don't hate it either. Right. But I've never, I've never hated her as exactly. a person. She's always seemed like a really nice yeah. person. Yeah, and genuine. Right. I mean, yeah. So, I, I mean, think. and hey, she's self-made and she writes all of her own shit. I mean, more, more power to you, girl. <laughs> she banking. Right. Yeah. More power she to banking, you. She banking, that's uh, for sure. And that's industry news. <laughs> that's yep. it. All right, now it is time for our guest segment. We got the one and only Trina Lafarge coming on the show today. And... Oh, man, this new movie that's out that she's starring in, Five Feet Apart with Cole Sprouse and Haley Lou Richardson. Yeah, she's playing out Maya, which mm-hmm. is uh, Haley Lou Richardson's best friend mm-hmm. in, in the film. And she's from New Orleans. We love our New Orleans people. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I just uh, fantastic. I think it's going to be a fun interview. I do, too. I do, too. All right, let's give her a call. All right. Hello. Hello, Trina. Hey, what's going on? What's up? Welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Thank you so much. Who um, am I speaking with? You are speaking with Logan, myself, and Dustin today. What's up? Hey, Logan. Hey, Dustin. Oh, man. We're, well, we're excited to talk to you today because we see you're a native from New Orleans. We're, uh, we're currently based about an hour outside of New Orleans, so we like that little connection. Oh, absolutely. I grew up most of my life in, in Louisiana and New Orleans, so I, yeah, pretty stoked. We get a lot of Louisiana guests on, you yeah. know, so that's pretty awesome. That is cool, representing Hollywood South. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> And congratulations, Uh, you are in Five Feet Apart, that's currently in theaters right now, so congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. And we're definitely going to talk about that in a little bit, but... Yes, but what we like to do is normally start our guest segments with how you got started in the industry and about, Mm -hmm. like, what made you wanted to get into acting and everything like that. Okay, cool. Uh, Well, I started in theater, like most actors, Mm -hmm. and I started when I was about 15 in high school. And I was always the performer, like always did dance and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I never did film until, well, acting, until I got to maybe junior year in high school where I was looking for somewhere to fit in. Mm -hmm. So I literally would sit with different crowds at school and try to see like where I belonged, and I never felt... 100% 100% comfortable until right. I looked at the theater group and mm-hmm. I joined them once I took a film acting class at uh, Cabrini High School mm-hmm. and I got into the plays and once I, once I graduated from high school, I found my way to make an agent and like make a name for myself in the film industry specifically. Oh, wow. 
So, yeah, I got an agent right out of high school. I was really lucky with how that happened. Yeah. And I've just been acting ever since. I'm just in love with it. It just was where I belong, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, we want to talk about this major talent competition that you participated in and how you had to write and perform a commercial. We want to talk about that a little bit. That seems pretty funny. Yeah, so that's actually how I got my agent. Um, I attended my modeling and acting school it was called barbazon Mm -hmm. and once i graduated from there i learned a few things mostly about like modeling and stuff Mm -hmm. but they offered a competition to all the graduates from the school yeah and you could go to alabama and it was an imta competition and you would deliver a monologue and walk the runway a few times there you go (laughs) yeah it was it was cool because it was thousands of people there Mm -hmm. and i mean so many kids competing at different levels and right. ages and surrounding the, the walkway the runway we had to walk on were, were different agents from all around the world mm-hmm. that's all. well i'm definitely i'm curious because you you know our background we we kind of came up through production as well yeah. and as you know duct tape is the cure for everything <laughs> right so when we saw duct tape to cure your dad's snoring we i mean that just jumped out that's hilarious yeah, that is. oh my it, god yes so like where, after the runway walk they were like okay it's time to do your commercial (laughs) everyone had like you know like cover girl commercials Mm -hmm. and like stuff they found online and i couldn't find anything that really suited me that i was happy with so i was like mom like i just want to write my own and she was like go ahead go for it they'll like your creativity and i was like once i wrote it i was like it's so silly but like I don't know. It's so relatable. So many dads snore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and so what made it funny was the fact that it was duct tape. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> duct tape is secure for everything, as everybody knows. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll just throw some duct tape on it. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, that that so, brings me to my next question. Would you be ever be interested in writing like your own screenplay or series? Yeah, I'm um, <laughs> I'm trying to get a few things together right now. I have so much going on, but I'm definitely interested in screenplay writing and skit writing. <laughs> Very I nice. love drama, so <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's fantastic. So I love somebody as as young as you are that's so ambitious to be in front of and behind the yeah, camera seriously. and in all the different aspects. I, I think that's just fantastic. And I love your story because we do have a lot of young listeners who are trying to break into the industry. Yeah. And the and the idea that you know you just were fearless. It's like okay, I got to write my own thing. I got to walk yeah. in front of all these. I'm gonna people. do it. It's I'm fine. gonna do it, and I'm gonna do it myself because I'm gonna write something about duct tape and dad. Exactly. I mean that's right. so it's so inspiring <laughs> to people because I think a lot of times they get scared. They're like. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I have to do what? And, right. You know, it's 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 so refreshing to see people who just take it and go. And like you said, it's the it's what you love, and it, now you're doing it. You're living the dream. It's it's inspiring. I think when you start young, it's easier to just not think and just do. Kind of like with life, we just we go through the the process. We go to school, we do our homework, we go back. We don't really question it too much till we get older. We're like, why are we doing this? Right. So like the pressure was kind of it was it was easy for me to get up there and do that because my whole life was like, okay, where do I fit in? Trying mm-hmm. to fit in and trying to conform and you know just feeling like an outcast. So once I found something that I love and I could be a part of, and you know, starting in plays, you're a team your family mm-hmm. it just it just it felt like home right. so it wasn't hard it was just like it's just a blessing how everything kind of fell into place for me yeah, definitely. I can kind of relate to that a little bit. You know, growing up, I was always into sports. But then once I got into high school, I got into musicals and plays and stuff. And I really found my niche and I found like my good close knit group of friends. So yeah, I can really understand where you're coming from. 
and it helps you be outgoing. Exactly. And when you're young, it's kind of it's really hard to start with mm-hmm. acting because you're like, how do I get there? You're just looking at people on the, on the screen. Exactly. And I actually offer career counseling service to, services to beginning actors oh, to wow. help them get on board. Yeah. Because when I first started those first few years, man, <laughs> I was doing everything wrong. I was not booking. I didn't know, you know, what a professional headshot was. Mm-hmm. So being scammed and being on the wrong track for so long kind of led me to wanting to help people now that I know exactly what you need to do <laughs> to, to, you know, get where you want to be in the industry. See, so. that's fantastic. Yeah. And we're going to make sure to tell everybody where to follow you and, yeah, and, and how to find you because I, I think that's fa- oh, so many people. I, I think in this in this industry, and I I mean I'm just being honest. I mean we've we've come across dozens and mm-hmm. dozens over the many years that we've been working in it. A lot of people catch their break and they and they get successful and they move on and they never look back. The idea of somebody, especially your age, going, you know what? I made a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of pitfalls. This isn't as easy as it looks. And and to to go, I'm going to help some people. I, I'm going to turn back and go. You know what? This is how you can do it. And this is how you get there. Uh, so much respect for you for. Doing doing that because a lot of people just don't they don't look back and they're like hey i made it you yeah. you got to do it on your own too exactly and I mean, yeah like a lot of people like to say like hey they like to show off where they've gotten without showing off like what it took to get there right exactly and so many people want the outcome but mm-hmm. don't want to sustain the struggle that you need to go through in order to earn that outcome right and we've kind of learned that over social media as well. It's kind of like a mentoring relationship in the entertainment industry. You have to find like the good group of people who have a little bit more success than you and like learn from them and then just try to help each other out. Exactly, because I'm not an A-list actor. You know, I'm not where I want to be just yet. Right. I'm so happy to be where I am. And I've learned so much over the past 10 years of doing film that I just feel like this knowledge can be useful to so many other people. So for me to just show up where I've gotten and move on, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me too. And, and, you know, it's people like you that are the difference for somebody that may have quit. Yes. Because I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people there that give up because they don't have that person to say, yeah. it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay that you didn't do this. Let me show you how you can do that. And uh, like I said, it's people like you that, that might be the difference between someone quitting and someone staying at it and trying to go after their dreams. So. Thank you. Exactly. Because once you, you know, you pay those $500 for headshots right. and the casting director goes, hey, you know. This isn't professional. Yeah. This isn't the right thing you need. That's when you're like, you know what? I'm tired of being scammed, mm-hmm. going all these crazy classes and, you know, um, amateur photographers and a lot of things you kind of just waste your money on when you're misled. It makes you want to give up. Mm-hmm. And I've been there. So, yeah, like, I just want to help people. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, thank of you. Course. And I, the listeners are going to love this interview. They, yes. they really are. They it, really are. But we want to talk about your first major assignment because myself, I am a huge power fan. And so I saw that on an episode of Breakout Kings, you got to work with Ghost. That's insane. Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm a huge power fan too. So once power came out... I was just on the floor screaming, like, yeah. oh my God, I got to work with him for my first, my very first booking. Yeah. I, I co-starred with Omari Hardwick. It's and so it's still epic. unbelievable. Yes. And how awesome is that? You t- your first book, that's it. Yeah. That, that's like, that's got to be incredible feeling, Seriously. right? Seriously. 
It really was because it was a great role. And mm-hmm. I love being active. And I had a stunt double, but I would still do my own stunts. There you if go. You look at that episode of Breakout Kings that we both star in. Mm-hmm. He actually kidnaps me in the scene <laughs> and so oh Mari Hardwick actually picks me up right. throws a pillowcase over my head and <laughs> physically throws me in a car you're like I don't know how to feel yeah, about right, this right and, now at this point you're thinking best day of my life All right. yeah, at this point I'm thinking please take me to <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like it's fine it's oh fine gosh. <laughs> that's fantastic oh that's so great and we that was all- really cool. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We also saw that you uh, were on an episode of NCIS New Orleans. That's pretty epic. Oh, yeah. Lucas Black was phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, what I remember most from that, that day of shooting is actually the parade. We, Since we're filming in New Orleans and so many people weren't from New Orleans, mm-hmm. there was a St. Patrick's Day parade oh, wow. that no one knew was going to happen that passed right on the street oh, downtown no. where we were filming. <laughs> so we had to pause production. Yeah. Everyone went crazy because they're like, oh my God, a parade. It's yeah. a Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> Did you explain to them, you know, no, you're supposed to catch the cabbage now and like you like have fine. to explain the whole throwing thing, you know? Yeah, yeah they're like, do they always throw food? I'm like, <laughs> right. no. <laughs> You're like, catch a moon pie, it's fine. Well, that's right, not it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh so I'm gosh. like right next to Lucas Black screaming for cabbage. There you go. It was just an amazing experience. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that a little bit because you're out in L.A. now, right? I'm actually in New Orleans. My family and all my friends live in New Orleans. Oh, fantastic. So okay, I visit great. L.A. as much as possible. <laughs> okay, so you do go back and forth, which is which is awesome. How do you, what, what would you say the advantages of are are in LA as opposed to Louisiana because the feeling that uh, that I get and just working in the industry and, and and doing the stuff that I've been able to do Louisiana it's like everybody knows everybody on yeah. the crew and it's really like this tight knit kind of a family from project to project to project where in LA I feel it's more like every project you're on it's a different group of people so yeah. what what do you yeah. think the advantages or disadvantages of you know both places are when it comes to your career well when it comes to like acting uh, I have booked most of my roles in Hollywood South, and I think when you're a beginning actor, it helps you out so much Definitely. because these roles that you're going to get right off top won't be for lead roles. These casting directors are going to see your resume, your headshot, and they're going to say, okay, they haven't worked much. Let me try them for a smaller role. So you're mm-hmm. going to get auditions for smaller roles down here in the South, mm-hmm. and they're easier to book. That way you can build your credits, mm-hmm. build your resume, and then head to L.A. Yes. with those credits under your belt. When in L.A., you're the small fish in the huge pool, exactly. and you're all fighting for all the roles. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, so it's just easier to build credits down here as an actor. Yeah, I got to tell you. It's, if you don't mind my asking, how old are you? I am 26. It is amazing to hear some because we've had numerous guests on here. Sometimes legends like yeah. Ed Asner and and like all these like people who have been doing yeah, it Mr. for Feeney. decades. Yeah, and you're you're echoing <laughs> their thought process about here's how you should do it before you go to LA. Yeah. It's so nice to hear somebody so young say, no, no, no. You gotta start here, you gotta pay exactly. your dues, and then you go out Get to established, LA. Yeah. Feel comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. My mama always said to build a nest before you leave your old one. Exactly. There you go. Smart <laughs> mom. Seriously. <laughs> Oh yes, my and my mom has been such a helpful factor in it all. I have a very supporting family, 
And I call her my momager. She she helps me with all my auditions. She prints everything out for me. That's awesome. And <laughs> helps like manage my schedule. So yeah. I'm very very blessed to have that support system because without that, it's it's even harder to follow your dreams. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we want to talk about some of the other feature films you've been in, like The Perfect Date, also starring Camila Mendez and Wayne Perry. We've also had him on the show. He was an awesome guy. Yeah, I um for that film, I was in a scene with Noah Centino, who is blowing up on Netflix yes. films right now. Oh yeah, and he's just so handsome. We had a great time. Um, everybody on that set was just so goofy, and <laughs> I played a really flirty character. So I got to flirt with, you know, Noah Centino. There you go. The, the film, which is really cool, because when I get to see the movie, it's like wow, I have a scene with someone big once again. Yeah. So it. It's all blessings. That's all I can say. Definitely. It's really good to always get on a project where you just feel comfortable and have fun at the end of the day because that's really what it's all about, enjoying what you're doing. Right, you're in this work mode as far as like your mental mindset, but mm-hmm. when you're on set and you're just having fun, I mean the hours fly by. The last set I was exactly. on, I had a terrible night. Mm. <laughs> I had a lot going on mm-hmm. and I had to be on set at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got to set, I mean everything changed. Oh, I, wow. Like all the weight was lifted. It was like, no, you can just go go to hair and makeup and after that you be your character mm-hmm. and everyone's in a great mood because they're doing what they love to do. So it, it lifts you. It's like this energy reserve tank you have that you don't realize and once you get on set it's like, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. Exactly. And the beautiful thing with acting is you get to become someone else. You get to try different things that you wouldn't try in your everyday life. It's it's really fun just to express yourself, I guess, in different ways. It's very fun. It's also a relief. I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't get tired of being themselves? How many women change their hair? Exactly. <laughs> Good point. try to reinvent themselves. You know, it's, it's, so, it's so fun on so many levels. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the biggie right now, yes. five feet apart. Definitely. First of all, like we said at the top, congratulations. And let's talk a little bit about that. How did you get involved with that? Was it a self-tape? Uh, did the agent call you up? Or how did you get involved with it? And then what was it like working on the set with Cole Sprouse and, and, and just Hey, Lily Richardson. It's got to be amazing. Yeah. So my agent called and she was like, hey, you have this audition for an independent film, um, but it's still SAG scale. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, sure. And I actually sent in a self-tape. I, um, I did a recording with her son, Christopher Horn. He's a photographer in New Orleans and New York. And we filmed the tape so many times. Um, we had a hard time getting it right. <laughs> so when I got the call back, I was very surprised. (laughs) I had to tape a callback, (laughs) Mm -hmm. tape another callback, and then they called me in in person for the third one. And that's when I met Emily and Justin Baldoni Mm -hmm. um, and the writers and everyone. And I went into audition with another girl and we got booked together as friends of Haley in the film, Haley Lou Richardson, who Mm -hmm. plays Stella. Mm -hmm. Right. So being booked together was really fun. It's like, wow, you made it. You made it. Cool. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. And um, my days on set were very surprising. Um, I expected everyone to kind of be in this serious mode, I guess, because of how heavy the script was. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the script when I read it. I'm just such a hopeless romantic. Yeah. And, you know, they had a few really funny parts. I was like, man, this is a good script. But I, I just expected a different energy. But mm-hmm. everyone was just 
goofier than ever. Mm-hmm. Haley Lou Richardson, especially Cole Sprouse, are so silly. <laughs> <laughs> they made it easy to be on set. They made it easy to talk with them and work with them. That's awesome. Uh, my ultimate favorite scene in the film is near the end. It's like a dinner. I'm just going to say it. A <laughs> dinner party. I'm not going to give any <laughs> clues away. But um, in the scene, it starts off with everyone just laughing and telling stories. Mm-hmm. And... I just have to say, like, within every cut of that scene, the laughing did not stop. That's <laughs> awesome. It just kept going and going to the point where Justin was like, okay, guys, wrap it up. We're moving on. You yeah, know, yeah. The next shot. And it's, this is the serious part. And we, I mean, falling out of our chairs. Laughing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it amazing experience once again. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And, and, and yeah, your, your enthusiasm is infectious. Seriously. I'm sitting here, you can't see us, but we're just both here sitting yeah. smiling and kind of laughing because you, you can just hear the excitement in your voice when you're yeah. talking, the little laugh after everything you say, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm so happy. And I, it's just it's that. It's so appre- amazing. Yes. That appreciation and enthusiasm that you have, like I said, it's infectious. I mean, you can't help but get excited when you're talking to you. Yeah. Well, if you well, this is my first film, feature film in theaters. Mm. So I am like five feet tall, but I feel like I'm fifty feet tall right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, like, I, I talk this way about acting anytime because it's just what I love. But mm. yo, you caught me at a great time too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we like to do know? that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did good. You did good. <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool, though. Really cool experience. Best set I've ever been on. Best cast I've ever worked with. Oh, wow. And I'm just, I just mean energy and work ethic. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's yeah, great. Yeah, me too. So what you got coming up? What's next on the radar for you? Well, I told you I'm in the midst of writing something. Yes. And I, um, I have a few people that I'm setting up trying to make a team down here in New Orleans to start producing my own stuff and see how go. that goes. That's awesome. <laughs> Other than that, just lots of auditions. No. Yeah, uh, uh, we hear that all the time. Professional auditioner, you yeah, know, and occasionally seriously. you get to act, right? Seriously. Exactly. Oh my God, you get it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a few interviews, thankfully, for the uh, Five Feet Apart premiere, mm-hmm. Thank, you know, thanks to that. But, I mean, the auditions, that's the thing that people don't want to do. Right. They just want to they just want to book it right. and it's like it's seriously literally 90% auditioning exactly that's, and, a, that's that number we I can't tell you how many times we've heard that number 90% yeah. auditioning 10% book yeah. I mean that's about accurate from everybody we talk to it helped me with my sensitivity growing up because my skin is thick now let me tell you there all you go. the goals and the rejections have led me to this moment and this is why you hear so much excitement in my voice mm-hmm. <laughs> Because of all the the years and the work I put into this, and it, to see it finally pay off, right. to see the the seeds, you know, blossom in the flowers, like one by one, very slowly. Yes. It's, like okay i'm doing something here right right. (laughs) that's exactly how we feel with this podcast we started it about a year ago and slowly but surely we've been working our way up to get bigger and bigger so it's honestly it's phenomenal to get to talk to people like you and get to talk to people who are just so excited about what they're doing yeah and it's amazing what you're doing and you're spreading so much you know helpful knowledge to everyone so i mean you're like a 
education podcast. <laughs> like some of it, this information people pay for. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're broadcasting it. So amazing job to you. Kudos to you guys. Thank oh, you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. For the, I mean, yeah, we really appreciate that. But we've, we have that same philosophy you do. You know, we've been lucky enough to come up the way we've come up and learn and, and do that. And, and we're like, why not share that? Why exactly. not help out people who don't know, you know? Exactly, because everyone wants to build up this image, this uh, this Wizard of Oz image. Right. When you're really the little person sweating. Exactly. Working all the strings. You're like, I like, need okay, my own personal Instagram fans. doesn't need to just see, you know, what's out. Instagram needs to see all the hard work. So if you do go on my page, you see, like, auditions. You see, like, audition bloopers. Exactly. You see student films. You see all the little things in between that yes. lead you up to that moment. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, you bring up social media. Where can everybody follow you? Because we want to direct everybody to follow you. Yeah, totally. Uh, Instagram, I will spell it out because <laughs> I might need to. It's Trina Lafargue. Um, it's all lowercase, all together. T-R-I-N-A. Lafargue is spelled L-A-F-A-R-G-U-E. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook also. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a lot of the Five Feet Apart red carpet premiere content up so if you guys want to check that out it's awesome. a good way to do so also for my career counseling yes just contact me on instagram and i would love to work with you and help anyone interested get on their feet and get those steps all those steps you have to do to in order to you know market yourself and eventually get an agent etc Oh, yes. absolutely. I mean, I love her. She's yeah, fantastic. she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're over in New Orleans a lot, so we're going to have to have you back on the show, maybe do the next one live with Seriously. you. I mean, it's just fantastic been talking to you. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. You guys are just, what, an hour out, you said? Yeah, we're over here in Biloxi. Yeah, you're right there, so let's We're do right, it. I'm exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, so, like you said, you got all the stuff going on trying to put together the producing team, your writing, so we definitely want you to come back on and talk to us as things start to develop for yeah, sure. Yeah, seriously. Totally, totally, and I will be there. Just give me a ring. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Well, what we like to do at the very end of our interview segments is we like to have our guests leave our listeners with a little piece of advice for people trying to break into the industry, all the up-and-comers, you know, what pitfalls to avoid and something to take a risk and do. What what would you say to try not to do and what would you say to do? Um, I would say stay consistent for sure. That's the main thing is staying consistent. Uh, don't give up. Don't slack off. Oh, I'll get back to it in a month because, you know, if there's one thing this movie has taught me is you don't know how long you'll have. Right. <laughs> and you know, I don't mean that in a negative sense. It's beautiful that we really need to live for today. Mm -hmm. So if acting is something you know you want to do and that will fulfill your happiness inside, then don't waste a day mm -hmm. because each day counts. Uh, just stay consistent, stay positive, and grow that thick skin because... I mean, yes, I am on big screens tonight, but I spent 10 years off of it. <laughs> so just stay consistent and stay positive, stay on it. What I don't want people to do, I'm thinking like definitely don't pay for anyone for an agency or manager mm -hmm. classes you have to pay for. But two major things people get swept up in when they start um are scams. Mm -hmm. So people say, okay, I'll be your agent or I'll be your manager, but you need to pay me this percent up front. Mm -hmm. And it's never up front. You only pay someone once you've actually booked the work and mm -hmm. gotten paid from that. And then even then, it's a small percentage. Right. So that's the main thing I know most actors kind of get sidetracked with when they first begin. Mm -hmm. So look out for that. Um, 
get a counselor, get a career counselor for <laughs> acting, someone who is legit and has actually worked and can help you out. A cough, and cough, that's like LaFarge. my main advice for <laughs> cough, people cough. starting. <laughs> that's right. We might, we might know somebody, I think. Yeah, uh, cough, yeah cough. I think I know someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are just awesome to talk to. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I really do. Oh, goodness. Uh, no, thank you. Listen, have a great rest of the weekend. I'm sure it's going to be a great one. And uh, like I said, we'll be in touch soon because we can't wait to talk to you again. Okay. Go. Make sure to see Five Feet Apart in theaters tonight. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You, you too. too. Take care now. Man, what an awesome interview. Spitfire is the perfect name for Seriously. her, nickname for her. I mean, I, I totally see where the coaches and get yeah. to say that now because she was just a bundle of energy, Exactly. Wasn't she? She's so excited about what she's doing, and that's what you need to be in this industry. You yeah. need to be passionate and excited about learning and getting better at your craft. And my, and my favorite, and this is just the gaffer in me, but I love when she says, uh, you know, it, uh, I've worked so hard for 10 years. She's like 26. She's like 20. <laughs> Come on now. Oh my goodness. But I, what I really just is very inspiring is that she is only 26 yeah. and has put in all the work. And as she said, built the thick skin. Because yeah. as we talk about every week, it's a it's an industry of rejection. Yeah. And to still hear that enthusiasm mm-hmm. and that smile and that, you it's know, awesome. after having to go through the rejection, that's how you want to be. Honestly. That's why, why you get successful yeah. is to have that attitude. Seriously. So. Everybody go follow her. She's amazing. If you need a career advice. Advice. <laughs> Trina Lafarga. Yeah, exactly. Thank you again for coming on the show. All right, now it is time for our guest. We got the one and only Cecilia Leal coming on the show. Man, we're so excited because you know we are huge Marvel fans and we love Cloak and Dagger. She's going to be on the upcoming season. Man. Yeah, yeah a, a, apparently a pretty integral part yeah. that uh, interacts with all Tandy herself, mm-hmm. uh, Dagger. So that's going to be really cool to talk about. And you've seen her, right? You saw Five Feet Apart already. Five Feet Apart. And so she, was all, she also was uh, in that. Yeah. So that's going to be exciting to talk about. Yeah. And, and maybe she worked with Trina, one of our other guests that'd be awesome yeah that'd be really cool to talk to her about and joseph gordon levitt apparently she's done some stuff with uh yeah, joseph gordon an upcoming levitt. netflix film yeah and so. the lead singer of sugar sugar yeah we gotta find out about yeah, that she's still dabbling in the music <laughs> yeah. oh man well here she is hello hello cecilia how are you Hi, I'm well. How are you? Oh, doing really well. This is Dustin. You're going to be talking to me and Logan today, by the way. Hey, how you doing? Cool. Hi, I'm well. Oh, man. We just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. We're super excited because we see you have a... You have a little lead part in Cloak and Dagger that we're excited to talk about in the upcoming season. I'm really excited. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, yeah. We're huge Cloak and Dagger fans. Yeah, seriously. Pretty pumped about that. And, of course, Five Feet Apart. Yes. Uh, Super excited about that. We talked uh, to Trina. She was fantastic. So we're really excited to talk about that as well since it's doing so well at the box office, too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, totally. Great for an indie, but um, yeah, what we want to do is uh, kind of get started with uh, introducing you. How what we like to do first is kind of introduce you to people who may not be familiar with who you are, yeah, and kind of talk a little bit about cool. how you got into acting and was it something you always wanted to do or kind of fell into it or what? How, how'd you get started? Um. Well, I think I, I, you know, informally, I think I started when I was a kid with my cousins. We used to put on plays for Thanksgiving for our family. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Adorable. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we have them all on tape, so hopefully those never leave my house. Um, <laughs> you don't want to give a little but, sneak peek? 
<laughs> not really. I understand. You want I understand. Be lip syncing at age eight for like Wizard of Oz and Dorothy, <laughs> right? Um, but um, yeah, so I think that's like where it started informally, and then um, all through like middle and high school, or I'm sorry, middle school, I never really was presented with an opportunity to do performing arts, but mm-hmm. it was always like interesting to me. And then once I uh, started high school, there was like acting class available like theater was available to me mm-hmm. i like jumped on really quickly um and just was like totally obsessed with it in high school i didn't really have like proper training i went to really really small high school um but that's sort of like where it where i landed in it um specifically like later like junior senior year when i when my acting teacher was like are you going to pursue this in college and i was like <laughs> Can I do that? <laughs> Is that a thing? Really no, that I could. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, talk about pursuing, right? I mean, yeah, you jump to New yeah. York. So uh, clearly you were yeah. definitely interested. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think once my teacher sort of told me that I could and that I was good enough to pursue getting into like a good program for acting, it was like the stamp of approval and it gave me the confidence to sort of actively pursue an audition for these programs. And then, and then once I sort of set my goal, like the dream goal of getting into NYU and then getting in, it was like, there's no choice. There mm-hmm. wasn't like, should I go? Should I not? It was like, I got into NYU. I'm not going to say no. Exactly. You know? Got to take that leap. Totally. Oh totally. man. Oh man. And we should say you are a Miami native, first generation. That's pretty awesome. Your mother is Argentinian and your father is Cuban. Do you speak any other yes. languages? Uh, yeah, actually, Spanish is my first language. Oh, so, nice. Um, it's a native language, and um, I speak a little bit of conversational Portuguese, mm-hmm. but I haven't used that, so it's not, it's not, it's rusty. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, I understand. But yeah, we're, we're just really excited to talk to you today. We see you also dabbled a little bit in the music industry, a little uh, oh, singing. <laughs> I wouldn't say industry, but I would say art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we're real curious yeah. about the lead singer role in Sugar. And Sugar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically what happened is I, upon graduating from school, I sort of was doing like lots of experimental theater and um, working on stuff with my peers from school, working with um, old professors as well. But, it, you know, that wasn't super, like, wasn't really filling up a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. It was like not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um so I was like, I kind of want to start a band. <laughs> so I started a band um, with people I went to school with from my from my packing program, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we we settled on the name Sugar, but it was like a, a year and a half. We were working on music, original music, and yeah. performing in like uh, venues and small things in New York and in Manhattan and Brooklyn and stuff. It was fun. It was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Would you ever try to do anything with it, like professionally? Um, I mean, I, like, I miss it a lot. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know about, like, like, that's just a whole other monster of an industry. Right, you know? yeah. My, my industry's already, like, so competitive and so massive right. and so much. Yeah. That, like, I think maybe, I mean, I definitely want to, like, keep it on the side for artistic reasons, for, yeah. like, feeding the soul reasons, but yeah. I don't know, I don't know if I could handle too massive it. Right, <laughs> yeah, completely understandable. We've had some other guests on that have talked about trying out both sides of the industry and about how if they feel like they're not taking off enough in acting that they try to pursue like a little bit of the music career but I guess it's a little bit of a balancing act how do you feel like what 
what foot is more in what door, I guess you could say. Yeah, and you know, with the right. recent success of uh, musicals lately, again, we're seeing a nice little turnaround with that, with La La Land and yeah. the different things. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you could you get the best of both worlds, you know, be yeah. able to get an that opportunity to do both. So Yeah, Mamma Mia yeah. type character. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I know. I always feel bad about that stuff, though, because I don't have, like... I'm not, like, traditionally, classically trained musically or anything like that. It's, mm-hmm. My voice is, like, pretty contemporary um, style. And I always feel weird about, like, people that are not, like, musical theater trained people mm-hmm. getting those roles. Yeah. It's like, what, they trained for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a, a good point. a freaking ball field that I'm, like, here <laughs> to touch as well. Right. <laughs> right. I, yeah, that's real, though. I, I, I like that. Yeah, you know, the opportunity exactly. comes along and you're like, oh, Maybe somebody should right who who yeah. actually like put yeah, all that I mean, time that's and effort. A huge part of the controversy with La La Land, like a lot of people had issues with the fact that they like that specifically like Emma Stone is like not a professional dancer mm-hmm. or singer. Right, it's not, it, her performance didn't bother me at all, but I understand that perspective immediately, especially having gone to school where I I know a lot of people that literally like that's their goal, that is their career goal to be in musicals. They're professionally trained to sing, dance, and act. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh wow! I, I I don't think I ever would have thought about that had you not done that. And so yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we see that uh, you moved to New Orleans later in your life. Are you still based out of New Orleans right now? I am currently. Yes, awesome. I moved here like a couple years ago, um, and it's been great. I mean, there's so much work down here. Yeah, I didn't even. It didn't. I mean, it occurred to me obviously, but it, it just was not. It wasn't like the number one reason why I moved here, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's good so far. Yeah. Obviously, I travel a lot, and my team is like half LA, half um, Atlanta, and whatnot. But that's it's cool. great. Yeah, living here is very easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and now you came in on on the backside when it started to pick back up, right? You 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 didn't yes. go through that little drop where it where it was booming and then yeah. kind of hit a little lull when they were messing I with guess the incentives. Not. When was the lull? Well, I mean, I want to say if you if you moved there a couple of years ago, it was it was roughly right before that, maybe maybe a okay. year or two before that. I know that they the, Jindal kind of messed with the incentive program a little bit, and it right. ca- caused all kinds of trouble, and they lost a lot of production yeah. to Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, but they, you know they fixed yeah. that real quick. They're like, quick. hold on, hold on, yeah. <laughs> come back. Yeah, they realized. Yeah, because it's booming yeah, now I, again, which is great. Totally. Yeah, totally, I mean, you yeah. got huge oh, yeah. shows going on. How much is shot here? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I love that you brought up how much you love the city. We were just there yesterday. So yeah, <laughs> we love the oh, city nice. as well. I love it. Oh yeah, it, it's a great place to live. Yeah, we live in uh, Biloxi. Oh, cool. Right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. it's literally a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. But we love it. We love it. We love just the atmosphere, and it's really just like a – it's big city, but it's so historic in the same time. It'd be yeah. like – it's so, like, unique to shoot projects there, agreed. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. What I actually really love about it is, is that it's like – it's like a medium-sized city, but it feels, like, huge and small in all At, the right yeah, ways. Yeah, agreed. Like like, it's huge in that there's so much opportunity, there's so much creative and art, um, uh, artistic opportunity, like, at every turn, whether it's music or, or film industry or, you know, all of the above. And then at the same time, it, it's, like, small, a small southern town feel. Like, people are your neighbors and nothing is more than 15 minutes away in a car. And, yeah. 
it's, it's awesome. I yeah, love that, yeah. that combination. That's yeah. a great point. I grew up there most of my life. And so the same thing. Yeah, cool. you can be walking around New Orleans and it's all this. But then literally 15 minutes away, you're in the middle of wilderness and swamp like right. civilization yeah. doesn't What's even happening? exist. Yeah, totally. And, and totally. you can really, I think the locations there have always been. And I think it's why filmmakers like it so much. You can literally dummy anything in Louisiana, yeah. you know, any kind of yeah. uh, film or genre or city or look that you're going for. It's there in Louisiana. So it, yeah, it's really definitely. awesome. So let's jump Definitely. into it then. Let's talk about Cloak and Dagger, which because yes. I think the city is as much a character in that show as as everybody yeah. else. It really um, is, and it's getting gritty this season. I mean, where they're talking about human yeah. trafficking yeah. and getting into getting Seriously. into some dark stuff this season. So let's Definitely. first Definitely. of all, congratulations because like yeah, I said, huge role. Thank yeah, you. and we're super excited for you because we're just huge fans of the show. Yeah, and it it I just boomed. You know, the first season, which we were so thrilled to see. Um. So how'd you get yeah. in on that? How, how'd that go? We've heard some a lot of stuff about the audition process yeah, for Marvel will, shows. Yeah, we heard it's pretty secretive. Like, people go it's in and off. very secretive. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my whole process was very secretive. Like, even once I was cast, I had very little information. Mm. So um, the casting process is intense. Like, you obviously are signing away to secrecy a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, even then, I only was given, like, dummy side. Um, which are like, you know, for those of you listening that don't know what that is, they're basically like fake scripts right. mm-hmm. um, that are not that are not ultimately made into the um, episodes, but they're like character right. um, driven. So um, I had a standard audition for it. Um, all I knew was that it was a guest star role for a one episode. Like I didn't even know oh, wow. the scope of what the character was going to be at right. all for mm. the season. So um, already, though, that's a big deal because the star role is already, like, has a whole plot line, has a whole storyline. It's a step up from being, like, a small supporting character. Yeah. Right. So um, that, was, that was still exciting because it's a Marvel show. Um, and so then once the callback happened, the callback was a, a callback and a chemistry read with Olivia Holt, who plays Candy. Yes. Um, and um, that went really well. And then I, I booked it. And... Uh, I, I I really didn't know anything except once I booked it, they told me it would be at least three episodes, and then that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And so as each episode would go on, I like would find out more information. But it's they're very very secretive. Like I would say, I would venture to say, like the only people that really know what's going on for like their whole like the whole show are like the the series regulars, like mm-hmm. the leads. Yeah, that's exactly um, what uh, we had Amy Rutberg on recently from Daredevil, and she mm-hmm, said the same thing mm-hmm. that they would give her these lines and scripts, but yeah. that it wasn't actually she had no idea what the story actually was. Exactly, you know, and yeah. that they did they keep it yeah. from you. That's so interesting how they do that. Well, as an actor, like it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine because yeah, because you're really only working with what you know in that one episode, and mm-hmm. it's like you know, I, I mean, it, honestly, it, it's great acting training for film and TV because that's like a lot of how this stuff goes is like you are, it's not like a play. You're not preparing for something that's like super far in advance. You're not like things happening much faster, um, much quicker for a television. So, um, in a way it was like a crash course, you know? Um, because I'm like really new to film and TV. Like I come from theater training. Mm -hmm. I come from like experimental theater background. I've done some like DIY and super like lo-fi, low budget, like, film stuff in school and yeah. in New York, but this is like my first professional big role on a show. And mm-hmm. previous to that, I have like a handful of small roles on things. So I'm still like very much figuring out 
acting for the camera and how different that is. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like in a way this was kind of like a crash course. Yeah, definitely, definitely. When we hear all the time how it's kind of weird because you don't get that initial reaction like you do on stage. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and even more so, what, I mean, was it was it a sense of overwhelming, I guess? Or, I mean, so because like you said, you're kind of new to the whole film and television, and then right out of the gate, yeah. your first big one is Marvel, which yeah. is like, oh, my yeah. God, you know, the MCU is the huge. Right now, yeah. I think in a way, it, I guess now that we're talking about it, now that you say that, it's almost like it was almost a blessing in disguise that I didn't know how big my role was going to be. Because mm-hmm. I think I would have been really like a lot more stressed and overwhelmed. Oh, I can imagine. Um, I, I already was super overwhelmed that I booked it at all um, and that I knew that I was going to be in at least X amount of episodes. But like as the episodes kept coming and I was learning more about my role in the sort of like arc of the whole um, season it was sort of more like a gradual creeping up on me feel mm-hmm. rather than like an all at once. And I'm kind of grateful for that because I feel like it gave me a little bit of space to just like focus on what I, the, the task at hand and the job. That's awesome. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about Olivia Holt a little bit. What was that? Because yeah. in my opinion, I'm, first of all, I should preface, I'm a comic geek since birth. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> oh, I so love that. I, I, just, I love that. I, I am like, she... I'm not, but my boyfriend is also like, he's like so into it. Yeah. So I know like, like minuscule amount. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, I just think she, she and Aubrey both have just completely nailed these characters. Yeah, you know, seriously. they've taken a little liberty with the show, a, a little bit different from the comic books, but but for the most okay. part, spot on. And they've just absolutely nailed these characters. So the fact that you get to interact on on a level with Tandy, yeah. you know, with Olivia is just fantastic. Yeah. What's that like working with her? Um, she's great. She is such a professional and she's super young and I know she's been doing it a long time because she's like a Disney kid and was working on a lot of TV shows there Mm -hmm. but um she's such a professional she's she's so warm she's so great to work with she's super generous as an actor she's great she's like any she's like everything you want in a scene partner and um it's so great she's a great leader on set she's amazing to everybody it was it was awesome it was awesome um I worked with like her a good amount, and, and um, Andrea Ross, mm-hmm. who plays Melissa, her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also amazing. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So many. I mean, I worked with, I think I, actually, I don't know how much I can say. But, um, <laughs> you're good. You're good. You we understand. See, but I can tell you for sure that I worked with them. And um, yeah, great. She's exactly what you think she's like, you know? That's awesome to hear. And we, Seriously. We, Miles Mussenden, who plays uh, Aubrey's dad, yeah. you know, said the same thing. He was just kind of blown away at the the skill that these people have being so young. Being so young, you know? yeah. And, yeah. and so yeah. that that's awesome. Um, I think we could talk about I mean, they've, they've kind of given a breakdown of what the season's kind of about. So maybe we can hint mm-hmm. at And you sh- you shut us down if, if, if we kind of think. But it's yeah. an intense storyline that you have because it, it, you meet Tandy at a, a shelter for abused, abused women, right? Or a counseling session for abused women. I meet, yeah, so I meet Tandy and Melissa at their support group for battered women because that's like sort of it's their group where they go to work out, you know, their, their problems and Melissa's issues. And so um, my character, Michaela, um, basically shows up there one day, kind of forced to be there by a, by a close friend of hers, um, and she sort of like doesn't really see anything in common with the other victims, mm-hmm. other women that are there. And she's sort of, like, defensive. Um, But, um, yeah, that's where she meets Candy and Melissa. So that's, like, the backdrop already is, like, not liked. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Of how uh, they meet. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and for anybody who's unfamiliar, which at this point I can't think of anybody who hasn't right. seen this show because it, it's doing huge on Freeform, it is not a, a light show. I mean, this is a gritty, dark, yeah, you know, yeah. Marvel series. Drugs, so. prostitution, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I think it's so awesome that they're able to, like, you know, make a show about um, just really, really, really important things and, and, like, package them in a way that's, like, totally digestible um, for young adults, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, crucial. I think that's great. Freeform's doing that a lot in general, but I think, like, this show, especially, like, hits at home. Absolutely, and I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the television yeah. side has done that, because I feel like on television, they've they've taken a little bit more risk with yeah. going dark, yeah. you know, with yeah. the Netflix series yeah, totally. and Freeform, and even Runaways on Hulu, it, it, it deals with some heavy uh, stuff, where, you know, we still in the movies, it's kind of, we know who's going to win, kind of a right. lighthearted, you yeah. know, but... Yeah, it's a bit so, more formal. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, well, huge congrats on this. Like I said, you know, and I hope it leads to even more. And I, you know, I say on IMDb, it's a little more than three episodes mm-hmm. at least, you know, but yeah. uh, hopefully it leads to a little yeah. bit more. And, and, you know, we couldn't be more pleased for you with that. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah, now we got to talk thank about you, Five you. Feet Apart because I personally, I went and saw this one and I, I almost cried. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you almost or you did? I I was really close. I was really close. Oh my god, how is that possible? <laughs> he, he had the girlfriend so there. Sad. He had the man. Uh, uh, yeah, like, I, you know, to... I can't cry in that front of her. That is hysterical. <laughs> I'm like, I almost want to say if you didn't cry, like you don't have a soul. Right? Like it's pretty intense. I'm so not gonna lie. Is this? I, I have a feeling intense. this is why I haven't gone yet. Because yeah. I'm that guy that <laughs> yeah. I cry five seconds into This Is Us every week. So this movie will <laughs> oh probably kill me. You know. <laughs> Oh yeah, then you'll be a you'll be a mess. Yeah, you'll okay. Be a total mess. <laughs> I mean, like when we saw it, when I saw it at our premiere, it was like like for most of the movie, you could like hear a pin drop, mm-hmm. and then like when it wasn't silent, it was just like people like snotting everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like, like that level of sound. It was like so intense. <laughs> so much cry oh man it was so good so good cole sprouse and yeah it was so amazing well and uh, again touching on a really heavy matter i mean this is this yeah. is you know something that yeah. that's not a light-hearted kind of subject to be dealing with totally um and well and also also it's, it's a it's a disease that like no one really knows about yeah. right like, there's not a lot of stuff that's been made about it like and um cystic fibrosis is like a real thing like i Prior to working on the movie, like, I just knew, oh, yeah, that that's a disease that I know the name of. Like, right. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea. I had, I had no idea how it worked. I didn't know how many people it affected. Like, I didn't really understand it. I didn't know it was a genetic disease. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing, like, what they've been able to do. Like, think about how many people are seeing this movie. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, like uh, at the top of the interview, it, it's overperforming. We should say it's an indie film yeah. from CBS. Yeah, and it, like yeah, one of their last ones, right? Yeah, and one of their last ones. Yeah, because they're kind of like making that transition away. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, uh, you know, we know a little bit. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, they, I, it, and it you know overperformed its opening weekend and has been doing really well for an indie film, which is great because it does yeah. have such an important message, you know. It and does. and mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. just to bring awareness to the disease. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Well, congrats. Seriously. Look yeah, at you just awesome. rolling along, right? I, I mean, know. you know, big indie <laughs> film and you got Cloak and Dagger. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just killing yeah. it. Just killing yeah, it's it. That's exciting. I know. It's crazy. It's weird, you know, because you work on these things and they don't actually happen all at once. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden they're coming out all at once and it seems like I've been so busy, but like they weren't at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. I know. It's just funny. 
Yeah. Well, and we should mention, since we're talking about all these huge things, you know, the the, yeah. the one of the juggernauts uh, in the industry right now, Netflix. Yeah. You've got a Netflix uh, project coming out too, right? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm not like, I don't, I don't know when it's going to be like announced what it's called, but yeah. it's currently untitled to the world. Yeah. But it's um, directed by um, Henry Juice and Ariel Shulman, who are awesome. And they directed Nerve, and they're like the original producers of Catfish, the yeah. original documentary. They're great. And the movie's awesome. It's stacked with people. It's Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Machine Gun Kelly. It's, like, nuts. Yeah, oh, man. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I saw that, and I was so jealous. I just think he's a phenomenal yeah. actor. Yeah, I seriously. mean, and director in his yeah, own right. Yeah, I agree. And I grew up, like, crushing on him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Big third rock from I, the sun like, fan. Crazy, Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. And things I hate about you. Come on. <laughs> there you yes, go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. With Heath Ledger, man, it was so good. Oh, so yeah. Good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Well, we'll definitely have to have you back on when that one hits. And, yeah. And, and we know the name yeah. and, you know, have you talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be soon. I can't imagine. But that's another movie that actually takes place in New Orleans, which I think is super cool. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Epic. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So we got we to gotta mention, you're also a volleyball yeah. player and you're into astrology. Oh. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. that's an interesting yes. combination. Yeah. Do you know I my? Know, I do, know. Do you know the horoscope yeah, for uh, Gemini for the rest of the year? No. <laughs> What's that? What did you say? I said, do you know the horoscope for uh, Gemini for the rest of the year? For the rest of the year, no, I don't. Ah. <laughs> Just no. tell me that Aries the is. Though. There you go. Tell me Aries will be successful all year, and I'll be happy. <laughs> that's all I do. That. They will. They will. There you go. All right, I'm happy about that. There then. you go. <laughs> do, do you still do you still dabble in competitive sports? I mean, are you competitive? Are you you kind of bring that mentality I, to everything you do? Well, you know, like I, it was a huge part of my life growing up. Like I, right. I played like year on volleyball all through high school. Like I was, I did club. I, I like was considering going to college for it i had mm. like been in conversation with a couple of like small schools um but it um it ultimately just like was not it just didn't like feed me the same way that like you know art did mm-hmm. um but um i i do try and keep playing like um there's like a pretty cool like beach community here beach volleyball community here which is like random because it's new orleans <laughs> right <laughs> like... there's um there's like a really really great like massive uh, beach like fans complex out in Kenner mm-hmm. um where like they have like league and I like last year I like made some friends there I haven't been in a minute I've just been busy but I do like crave it often like I I, I really like like as far as working out goes I like 10 out of 10 prefer playing a sport there you go than like going to the gym or like a run or like a class yeah like, we're, we're me, the exact the, like, same way collaboration slash goal oriented stuff like with rules and things like that right. the game aspect is like fun <laughs> absolutely absolutely and yeah i love that yeah, yeah i love that you because i've i bet in the first question like as soon as we started talking about this that the listeners were like where's a beach in new orleans right like, they're like, uh... <laughs> and then you yeah. say kenner and they're like where is kenner like <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, fantastic. Exactly. I would imagine it was pretty big, you know, in South Florida, Miami. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I spent some time in Fort Lauderdale for a while, and uh, yeah, it was everywhere. I mean, so I, yeah, I can totally see that. Seriously. Yeah, and let's get – I mean, I'll kind of like weigh it. I, I think that team sports – is probably a great preparation for acting in an ensemble, you know, or even yes. when you're working with a cast yes. because you get that same kind of a dichotomy or breakdown, right? right? Yeah, I mean, so that was, like, actually part of the reason I was placed. So the way that um, NYU's acting school at Tisch works mm-hmm. is when you audition, you have, like, a half-an-hour interview as well. And based on your audition and your interview, if you are accepted, they place you, they place you in one of the studios. And all of the studios have, like, 
different acting styles and methods. So they're mm. all super different. And it's kind of like a big decision to make based off like a half hour interview and audition. Mm -hmm. But they like pretty much nail it most of the time. And they placed me in the experimental theater wing, which like at the time I was like horrified by. But um, <laughs> I was like, what is that? Right. <laughs> um, but like part of the, the like basis of the training is like collaborative work. So, like, a lot of the stuff that I talked about in my interview, which is, like, what like what do you like to do? You're in high school, like, and I was, like, I play a lot of volleyball. I play a lot of team sports. I, you know, I am part of a big family. Like, mm -hmm. all these sort of, like, collaborative styles of living that I, like, grew up in. <laughs> Absolutely. It totally was perfectly suited for theater, for collaborative work, for art. It just totally translated seamlessly. So, after, like, a week of being at this studio that I was, like, scared of at first, it was, like, I was at home. Like, it just totally, totally, totally made sense. Oh, that's fantastic. I yeah. love that story. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like you learn how to, like, move with each other and, like, move around each other without getting in each yeah. other's way. Definitely. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, for brilliant. sure. And, and thank you for the breakdown, because I don't think a lot of people understand. I mean, everybody hears about NYU and the film right, school and all right. this kind of, but it's yeah. nice to hear a behind-the-scenes story about how it all works and breaks down. That's fantastic. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Yeah, I'm, like, really, really passionate about my specific little program, mm -hmm. the, the um, studio called The Experimental Theater Wing, because mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people know about it, and I think people should, because it's, like, the most magical place on the planet. <laughs> um, but, um, so, so whenever people ask me and I, I like to talk about it because I think it's like, it's just like superb training and like superb, just like human training, not just like as an actor. It's like, it's acting school to me is like, it's not just acting school. It's like, you're learning about like self-awareness and like philosophy. Do you know what I mean? Because in order to like get into those mental health spaces, you're learning about like how communication works right. and how like, you know what I mean? How to share space and all those like sort of like normal things that we have to do with human beings, period. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, man, that that's just fantastic. That really is. But in the day and age of social media, how do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Does it happen to you? You walk into an audition and a casting director asked, all right, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Does that ever happen to you? I know it happens to some people, but not all. But Yeah, I, I bet it does. It has never happened to me, thank the Lord, not mm -hmm. with, because <laughs> I am not good with my social media. Social media. <laughs> like, I just, not because, not because I don't, I'm not addicted to it, just like every other human, but right. I, I got, I, like, got off of it. Like, I got rid of it mm -hmm. because it was not doing good things for my brain and my heart. So right. I was like, I can't handle it. I'm going to get off of it for a while. Exactly. And I did for like the last two years. And now I have all this stuff coming out and it's like, hey, everyone wants you to post this on your social. And it's like, right. um, it's part of my job. Like I have to, I need to like, I, I guess I have to do it, you know? So yeah. for now, I'm back on it. <laughs> yeah, we, we talk about that almost every week, too, how it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, it's kind of fun to yeah. post every once in a while if you want to, but then yeah. when it becomes a part of your, like, image, I guess you could say, it's, yes. it becomes more yeah. of, like, a job in itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, it swings... just, like, completely makes me question, like, my sense of self and my identity. Right. And that's why I don't like it, because it doesn't line up with, like, my values. Mm -hmm. So then it's, like, all of a sudden... I lose track and I get depressed and you start the comparison game and then you got to like shut off the screen before it gets too bad. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and then that kind of swings it back to what you were just talking about and your preparation at NYU and everything about being in the proper headspace and mental, and, you know, to be able yeah. to deal with it. Because let's face it, I mean, social media is a giant head game. I it mean, is. it, it, it yeah. can be really yeah. good or it can be really abusive. And I mean, you yeah. got to be able to handle yeah. it. So. 
And I like, you yeah, know, definitely. you're not the first person to say it. We, we've had several people who, who have mentioned that, and I think it's a great idea to take a break every now. It's okay to yeah. walk away from it for a little while and regroup. I think that's yeah. so yeah. great. Yeah, that that's exactly yeah. what we did yesterday. Just had a nice day in New Orleans, enjoyed some Cajun <laughs> I food. Love that. Yeah. Absolutely, man. You gotta do it. I mean, that's where I'm at now, where I'm just, like, trying to, I'm trying to create a, a sort of, like, well-managed relationship with it, mm-hmm. where I can, like, create almost, like, a schedule. Like, I just, if, if I have it, like, on my phone, or I'm on my phone, like, whatever, as much as anybody else, I need to be in a place where I can, like, not click on it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I need to just, like, check it a couple times a week and call it a day, you right. know? Absolutely. So that's like I'm in that in between phase where I'm trying to figure out what that healthy relationship with it is like. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm kind of there too because there's just some days I'm like I don't even want to look at my phone. <laughs> like, I know, exactly. I know. Uh, you go on your phone to like check the weather, and then 20 minutes later you're on like your friend or like some celebrity. Right, post, you're like, like you're like why am I Facebook it's, stalking my friends? It's like, so awful. true. And, and like, not only that, you're like why don't I have their job? Exactly. <laughs> it just like you said, yeah. it's the comparing. game. Game. it really is like that yeah. it, it, honestly but, and it, then you know but let's all let's all face it it is part of our industry now it is, and it, it is right. a necessary tool i guess if used properly to promote yeah. what you're doing so yeah it is yeah. what it is it is what it is it is what it is that's why I'm, that's, that's that's what i've accepted so, so like that's why i want to work on my side of the relationship with it you know there what you mean? Go. i can man i can really control my actions so exactly <laughs> so don't get mad there. at us at the end when we ask you where to follow you <laughs> right no 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 i will not i will not i will do my good actor job and say you can find me here there, there you go, go. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, I guess it's about that time. Where can the fans find you on social media? Well, <laughs> we're just talking about it. I know, right? Um, I have a Twitter and an Instagram, and my Twitter handle is at um, Ceci, C-E-C-I, Leal, L-E-A-L, 478. And my Instagram is almost the same. It's um, at Ceci, C-E-C-I, underscore, Leal, 478. Leal is L E A L. Gotcha. Um, the number does not mean anything cool. <laughs> it's just a number. It's just random. <laughs> at, at least you're honest about it. Yeah. At least you're at like. Oh, yeah, definitely. The last <laughs> yeah. I spoke to was like, you need to make up a story. I was like, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll work on that. Right. I'll get right on that. Yeah, on like, this day, yeah. I faced a tiger in a dungeon or something crazy <laughs> right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be like my high score or something. Right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, or we, yeah, we'll just figure it out. Next yeah. time you're on, we'll just come up with some elaborate exactly. story. I'll have a story next time, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> there you go. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So what we like to do at the end, though, because we do have a lot of listeners out there yeah, that are trying comers. to break into the industry, a lot of up-and-comers that, that are huge fans of the show yeah. and follow us every week. So what we like to do is always ask our guests, what advice would you have for them if they're trying to break into the industry? And maybe what are some of the pitfalls or things to look out for also that they should try to avoid? Yeah, at the risk of sounding like a snob, I will say the, like, first thing you should do is take an acting class. Yes. Um, um, it's, like, a super common thing. I, I've noticed, especially in the Southeast, because the acting industry sort of grew around the fact that there was work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like New York, where, like, the theater is, like, the pillar of the acting industry there. It's, like, this happened. Like, pe- actors in, the, in New Orleans specifically, like, started becoming actors because it was, like, oh, they're shooting a movie here. Maybe I could audition. Right. So I think the number one thing I will say is take an acting class first, work on your craft, and um, 
that that should be the leader through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, don't don't take an auditioning class before you take an acting class. That's like a number one thing. Like, those are two different techniques. Like, auditioning is not really acting. It's it's a two second window mm-hmm. into uh, into making a good like a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say, yeah, the number one thing is focus on your on your craft. Like, like take an acting class and like talk to other people that love it. Like find people that also share the passion for the craft, not the industry. Um, I think those are like two different things and it's okay to have a passion for the industry too. But if you like want to be like a real actor, I would say like focus on that aspect. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, yeah, I, me too. And right. I mean, how, how many times you hear as a kid, you are who you surround yourself with? So exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if, it's true. if you want to be it's successful. True. I know. And, yeah. I, and you know, and I'm relearning that now. Like, I'm, you know, it's like we, we relearn these things over and over and over again until we get them right. Exactly. Exactly. Man, this has just been a phenomenal conversation. You are just amazing, honestly. Yeah. Been oh, a- thanks. Likewise, guys. This has been really fun. Of oh, course, of course. It. And like we said before, you're welcome back anytime you just want to come get a little crazy with us or, you know, just shoot the shit, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm game. I'm awesome, game. awesome. Well, listen, you have a phenomenal rest of your week, and we're so excited about Cloak & Dagger coming out. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Bye. You betcha. Bye-bye. Man, yeah, she's coming up quick. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and five I can feet see apart, why. man. I mean, she just has a really strong grip on the industry. Yeah, very and positive. What she's like, I, that's the first I had ever heard of that class at NYU or that group in NYU. Yeah. I love that behind-the-scenes story of that. That was really cool. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Thank you again, Cecilia Leal, for coming on the show. All right, now it is time for the top five segment. Oh goodness, man! This week it is top five one-hit wonders, artist and song. I yeah. mean, of course. Yeah. So it, it's it's going to be interesting. <laughs> You're going to be like, what? They're one-hit wonders? And uh, Lil' Cam was trying to put uh, Eye of the Tiger on there, Survivor. Which, Survivor. Uh, the mouth would not let her. Tavia. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you think? Survivor, is, is Survivor, a one-hit wonder, or they had slightly more than just one hit, right? I, I honestly don't know. Ooh, oh I feel like she should be able to put it on her list now. She should not. We looked I this mean, up on Billboard. They uh, had like nine <laughs> top ten hits. Okay? You're the only one that knows any of them. <laughs> I can't help if I'm the only one old enough to remember. But they had nine top ten <laughs> hits. If they're not a one hit wonder. You can say it and he can just like grunt. The search it. is fine. over. Is this love? There, I mean, there was tons of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, yeah. ladies first. All right. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to save the, the last, the, my favorite one for last. These other ones aren't really in an order, but, uh, don't worry, be happy. Mm, Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. tainted love, mm. soft cell, which I think I might be wrong. I might no, no, I, I, but isn't this, well, not about that, but isn't this song about, um, AIDS <laughs> tainted love? I thought it was about AIDS. I, I believe that's correct. <laughs> hmm, okay. Uh, come on Eileen. Mm. Dexie's midnight runner. I don't know if that's. If I'm saying that right, but uh, no, you are sugar, sugar, the Archie's, sugar, which sugar, I blah, didn't know that that was a one hit wonder. I thought that they I had more either. than that, but yeah. yeah, interesting. And then my favorite, favorite, favorite one is You Sexy Thing by Hot Chocolate. Uh, <laughs> I chocolate love thing. that song. <laughs> and again, I really was surprised when I first learned that that was a one hit wonder. Like, I thought they would have done more than yeah. that, but yeah, uh, anyway, that's my she, she is, she's kind of akin to me. I yeah. mean, she, she's got a couple that were on my list. Yeah. She, she's got a couple. Tavia's in that comfortable zone. She's got a couple that are on our list, too. She, yeah. 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 So there you go. Yeah. See, she's right there in the middle. She's got the young. She's got the old. She's good. She's like right there. Yeah. Right there. Who All cares right. about Greece? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I had to change one of mine because somebody yelled at me. Survivor. Yeah. You'll survive. It's not I on here. Tag. So I replaced it with Ice Ice Baby. Mm. Oh. There you go. Yep. And there then I go. have the final countdown. Hmm. Bust a move. Play oh. that funky music and don't worry, be happy. Bust a move. Now, see, now, no, now, Emily, I'm proud of you. Bust a move. No, I don't want to hear it. No. You made me change Bust my a list. move wholeheartedly. Well done. A one hit wonder indeed, Young MC. <laughs> and Young MC wrote that song yeah. strictly to make money to go to Harvard. There you go. That's why yeah. one song, one and done, made the money to go to Harvard. Boom. Well, that's Logan, cool that he intended to be a one hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. I feel like most people don't intend yeah. for that. No, he's like, how can I make enough money yeah. to go to Harvard? Exactly. I got to do it. Let me do this rap song. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Oh, man. Well done, Emily. Young MC. I love that song. Definitely. That is definitely. a good song. Going to hear some repeats, of course, of course. Um, Pass the Duchy. Oh, by yeah. the musical Youth, past the duchy on the left hand side. Yep. Um, don't worry, <laughs> be they, happy. Of they course, they swore that wasn't about weed. Of course no, not. Of course no, not. no. no. Sorry, you're good. Uh, who let the dogs out? Baja Men. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, Kung Fu Fighting. Oh yeah. Uh, Carl Douglas and Vanilla Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Vanilla yeah. Ice Ice Baby. Well, Vanilla Ice. Ice ice, 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 baby. Yeah. <laughs> and ice, ice, I, I just want to give two honorable mentions, the Monster Mash and I'm Too Sexy oh. for My Shirt. Well, okay. Yeah, right to for red, my shirt, shirt. On that note, I have an honorable mention as well, 99 Left Balloons. Mm. Fuck. Just take my whole list, Tavia. <laughs> okay, just take my whole... Your honorable mention is on my fucking list. <laughs> well, tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Did you get very far? I did until you took them all. I tried. <laughs> I tried, damn it. Uh, did I, I'm surprised. Well, my honorable mention, I'll do first. Mark Arena. Did anybody like oh, yeah. 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 All right, here's my Which list. Which is a song about a girl being trashy as hell. Right. That's right. Like, um, anyway. You know. Anyway. No, she ain't classy. Yourself. She ain't at home reading a book in bed with her no, titties out. No, like, no, that, she ain't classy oh, like that. She's no, she's in the club with her boyfriend's <laughs> two best friends with her titties out. Oh my god. Right. All right, here's my list. Afternoon delight. By yeah. Star, oh, Starland yeah. Vocal Band. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. A- uh, you've heard this one, I think. Uh, Tainted Love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My Sharona yeah. from The Knack. Come on, Eileen. Yeah. <laughs> 99 Red Balloons. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you, Davia. There it is. Uh-huh. Thank you, there it is. Uh, uh, there's so many, though. I mean, there really, there really was are. a lot yeah. of one-hit wonders. Well, like, I can know. just say that the ones that Tavia recognized, we did not. We had no idea. Just saying. Did you know? What? Good you talk. don't know what, you, what hot chocolate song I'm talking about? Nope. I believe in miracles. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah I know that you song. Sexy thing. Yeah, that you one. know, Afternoon Delight, right from Anchorman. Yeah. Sing it. Gonna find my baby. Gonna yeah, be, I mean, gonna hold it tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, uh, yeah, 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 gonna yeah. get yeah. me some Afternoon okay, Delight. Okay, okay. Sky rockets. Right. Some great harmonies. I'm just looking for a reason too. to call you old. Yeah, but you know. I mean, it's your segment now, so it's time to go back oh, in I history. Oh, I see. Let's old so we can go into the history segment. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. This week in history. Got some good ones, though. Th- this was an interesting week in history. Um, in 1904, in this week in history, mm. Long Acre Square. You guys know where that is? Nope. Long nope. Acre Square? I bet you do. Mm. It was officially renamed Times Square oh. in 1904. Long Acre Square, Manhattan. Yeah, Times Time Square. Square sounds better, yeah. so much better. So much like who the fu- Long Acre. Long right, Acre. Okay, Square. It's a Long Acre. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's, that's what when, the titties were. Yeah. <laughs> when buildings went up, we got to change that shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, 1925, The Great Gatsby mm, was first published, mm. which has been numerous remakes of yeah. movies and things based yeah. off the novel. But yep, 
Great Gatsby, One 1949. We're headed back to uh, Manhattan Broadway. Uh, Rogers and Hammerstein debut South Pacific for the first time on Broadway. Uh, uh. 1954, Bill Haley and the Comets, Rock Around the Clock recorded. Mm. So, yep. First theme song for Happy Days, by the way. Mm. Yeah, the first season, that yeah. was the theme song, oh, not yeah. Happy Days. Did not know yeah. that. That's yep. right. Yep. And. In 1970, Yoko Ono fucked the world. Oh, up. In 1970, on this week, the Beatles broke up. Damn. End of That's everything. Yeah. It sucks. Man. It sucked. We all, I mean, live in a yellow submarine. So, oh, so that's great. That is great. What? Then Yoko Ono fits perfectly into our word of the day. <laughs> Yoko Ono would have been a harmadia. A harmadia. Harmadia. Which is the character or defect that causes the downfall or tragedy. Oh, damn. <laughs> Fucking Yoko Ono, you <laughs> damn Harmardia. Like the downfall of the Beatles. There it is. Oh, Word gosh. of the day, Harmardia. There you go. Mm-mm-mm. Nice. I guess it's time for some box office predictions. Oh, man. Let's do a little recap. Let's do a little recap. Shazam came out last week. We went and saw it. It's What'd pretty good. I liked it. Yeah? I liked it. It was darker than we thought. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of the comedic moments are in the trailer. Yeah. So... Not yeah. child friendly. It's it, not. It, no, it's Se- really like not. seriously, just a warning out there for any of our listeners who have kids. If you were watching all the trailers and the commercials and you think this is like a campy, funny movie, don't no. bring the kids. It's yeah. got titties in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know that. Well, they, they go to the strip club, but you don't see anything. No, yeah. yeah. That's true. They yeah. do have a strip club. No yeah. titties, but they do have a strip club. You're right. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but I got everything right. I didn't get the all the numbers right. I was close with the numbers, then but. You didn't get everything right. So anyway, um, Shazam came in at fifty three point five million. Oh, wow. I got forty five to fifty five million. Yeah, falls right in there. Yeah. Falls right in there. Pet Cemetery got twenty four point five. I predicted twenty five to thirty five million at second place. Uh, Dumbo got eighteen point two. I predicted twenty to twenty five. Uh, four was us. Jordan Peele's. Ooh, I, I want to see that. that. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, did you see did, it? What we is did it? Go see it. Um, what it, is it? What is it? It's a movie. No, what is it? Good, bad. Um, oh, what, it's, what's the? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a movie. Fucking crazy. Oh, really? See, um, that's what it is. It's fucking yeah. crazy. See, it's really good, and the cinematic. Uh, okay, Tavia's okay. with me today. I don't know Sorry. about Lil' Cam and Jayla, but Tavia's there. She all right? She good? Um, <laughs> What what is the main actress's name? I'm bad with names today. Uh, the girl Lu- from um, Lu- is it Lupita? Yeah, Lupita. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Or, yeah. She is incredible. Oh really? She's so freaking good. Like her, I was really blown away, and mm-hmm. I knew she was a good actress from um, Black Panther. Black yeah, Panther. Star yeah. Wars, my Black brain Panther, was yeah. like going blank today. So I knew I she was good you. anyway, and I had actually uh, <laughs> I'd heard an interview with Jordan Peele, and he was talking about how she had never really been offered a leading role before, mm-hmm. and that he was kind of surprised by that <clears throat> but anyway she's great she's epic the cinematography is really really good the story is just crazy wow. and they were, for like even like an hour or so afterward like kevin and anthony and i were, were like wait w- so what does this mean and uh, why did this happen and yeah. like it's it's a mind i fuck. love that when after you're done you like still talk about the movie yeah. for like an hour yeah I love so that. it was good but it's it's out there yeah but anyway that <laughs> one got 13.7 million i predicted 15 to 20 million so I'm right there, okay? I'm like, they're close. Uh, number five was Captain Marvel. I predicted 12.4. Or no, I predicted 7 to 10 million. It got 12.4 million. So see, I'm so close. 
It's looked Quit faster than I thought it would. I'd yeah, I, there's just a lot of stuff coming out. That's honestly, true. Dumbo, yeah. Pet Cemetery, Shazam. I felt like those were much anticipated. I can't get down with Dumbo, man. I've never liked that movie. Really? I, I, I have a we thing. We can't be friends anymore. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing Damn. with circuses. Yeah. And specifically circuses with animals. Yeah. And yeah. it just all fucks with me and I can't. Yeah. Even though I know it's fictional. Right. I, I can't. I yeah. Can't. And ever since I was a kid, I like Dumbo. Yeah. Anyway. That makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah. it does. Anyway. It does. Well, new movies that are coming out this week uh, after I haven't seen much promotion about this one. And sources say that it's only going to get around two to five million. Mm-hmm. So, eh. Uh, Hellboy's coming out this Ooh. week, though. I mean, I honestly, I don't know how I feel about this one. This might be one I wait till Redbox or. But it's or, got the guy from Stranger Things. I know. I'm excited about that. But yeah, it, yeah do, his, do you his think, face looks weird? I think I don't know. But do you Hellboy. think there's gonna be I mean, like? It's true. It's true. <laughs> there's gonna yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Do you think that uh, since you're like throwing out generational gaps all the all the show, <laughs> do you think that there will be people who are young enough to have not seen the originals who but are fans of Stranger mm. Things who will flock to it? Well. I because mean, of David Harbour? Well, I mean, do you think they'll even notice that it's him? Because people who don't pay attention to the trades, do you think they'll even notice that it's him? They, I mean, that's a good point. Not. Right. Yeah. Like, when you watch the trailer, as a child, or at least when I was a child, I never looked at the names. I was just watching the images, like, yeah. watching, like, what was happening on screen. Yeah. So, I mean, if I you're, know. like, a teenager, I don't know if they would really recognize, like, the name, but if they knew, maybe. If, maybe. Maybe I mean, draw on a little stranger. I do crowd. feel like it's going to get at least some audience, though, that yeah. didn't see the original. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So. I, I think, think so. it's going to be uh, number two at the box office this week, but I... Uh, I don't see it going past twenty million though. So, you know, you know. Agreed. But I, I like the original uh, that they did a couple years ago. Yeah, the, I like those. Yeah. But I think that'll be number two uh, with around fifteen to twenty million. Uh, Little is also coming out this week. I haven't seen much promotion on this one as well, but I guess it's been talked about. I've looked it up on Twitter, and there's nice some threads. There's some threads going on, and also missing link. Um, so yeah, that's the new stuff coming out. Now the out. missing link's Hugh Jackman. Is it? Yeah, it's animated. Hugh Jackman, so yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yep. I, I haven't seen any previews for it. I've seen the poster at like the theater. Like that big yeah, woolly, same. you know, like furry guy. I, I have yeah. No idea. yeah. I mean, I can I can kind of infer from the title and from the picture what it's kind of about. Right. But I haven't seen any trailer. Yeah, or nor for have it. I. So I mean, we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. But movies that are still out that you can go see: Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral, Alito Battle Angel, How to Train Your Dragon. Fighting with your family, Captain Marvel, Wonder Park, Five Feet Apart, Us, Dumbo, Unplanned, Pet Cemetery, Shazam, The Best of Enemies, and so much more. You have some new stuff coming out. I'm kind of excited about. We shall see. Like I said with Hellboy, um, but number one, I think it's going to be Shazam again this week mm-hmm. with around like 25 to 30 million. Number two, I think will be Hellboy. Like I said, with around 15 to 20 million. Number three, I think will be Pet Cemetery with around 10 to 15 million. And number four, I think, will be Little with around 12 to 18 million. And number five, I think, will be Dumbo with around 5 to 10 million. Hmm. Uh, Disney's just dominating, honestly. Like, yeah, seriously. Every time a new Marvel, a new readaptation of these old films, like, yeah, I like mean, we talk about it every week. Endgame in a couple weeks, two, yeah. weeks, two weeks from today. And then 
<laughs> right after that, literally, like right after that, fucking Lion King. Exactly. That trailer was yeah. fucking epic, epic today, man. Oh, oh my god, it was so amazing. Like, it looks uh, so real. I can't believe fucking computer generated shit. Now. I mean, Comes that looked so like, long. Comes it looked so like far. a documentary shot in Africa exactly. with real animals, and like nothing in the trailer is no, fucking real. I'm no. like, what are we looking at here? It's, it's so crazy, exciting. man. So exciting. I love it. I love it. Well, you know what we also love? IMDb Pro. So it's mm. time for that IMDb Pro top trending segment. Man, we love this app. We use it each and every week researching future guests we want on the show. We are tracking the box office scores. I love this thing. It's great. It is. So let's get to it. The top trending movie <laughs> is The Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is The Joker. This oh. one looks psychotic. Dude. It really does. Yeah. I can totally see why that's number one trending because yeah. that trailer was freaking crazy. Yeah, seriously. So I'm excited, though. I'm excited to see how they're going to do it and how... If they're if they will ever integrate back Batman into that, but, you know, Kevin Smith seems to think the little kid through the gate, you know, that he's pulling the smile is Bruce. Yeah, so we'll see. Oh man, is we, Kevin Smith right? We shall see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. And, I'll ask him later. Yeah, <laughs> I'll ask him. He's fine. that's right. Uh, and by no surprise, top trending TV series still Game of Thrones. Uh, that's coming out soon, right? Yeah. Oh, God. They're, they're, man. They're, them and Avengers are competing on the media tour right, circuit. Seriously. They're everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's trending. Which it's insane. They're, that little Jimmy Fallon thing was pretty funny. Yeah. No, yo, def, def, yeah. That was pretty definitely. good. Lots of titties on Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's, saying, yeah, that's just, for sure. Yeah. That, that's for sure. Jimmy <laughs> is like, that yeah. is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't for kids. So I mean, yeah. That one, definitely not for kids. Oh, but it's man. so good. Uh, <laughs> that was their yeah. branding or is it Game of Thrones? Full of titties. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's how yeah, HBO branded it at first. That's so popular. Like, oh, my I mean, goodness. Come that's on. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. And the top trending star, by no surprise, Zachary Levi from Shazam. Mm. All right, let's switch it over to the Billboard chart toppers. Oh, man, I'm pretty happy because this uh, this new song, Old Country Road. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hitting the charts, Lil man. Lil' Kim, big fan. Big fan. No, no she's not. No, she's, she's not. not. It's I like, it. it's like this rap country mix. And Haven't then, they already done this before? Wasn't it Nelly and... Uh, well, listen, now, now it's yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. That was good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, now it's Billy Ray Cyrus. Sorry, Billy Ray, but... Uh, We're going to play it after the show. Yeah, no, I'm it's... I'm leaving. I like it. I like it. I can't help it. I think it, it, it's I one of those songs like, you, you don't want to like it, but as you keep hearing it, you're like, no, I kind of like this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Come even going to lie. Come on. I was so excited because I didn't have to say Ariana Grande's name for the Hot 100. Yes. So, yeah, like I said, Hot 100 is Old Country Road by Lil Nas X. First week at number one. I think this is his first song ever. I don't know personally, but it's his first song on Apple Music. So. It would make sense. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I mean, like I said, Billy Ray Cyrus, this thing is its actually uh, causing a lot of controversy. Like on freaking, uh, what was it, CBS Yeah. this morning or yeah. whatever, it was like, is this really country? And it was like number one on the country charts. Yeah, and people it's are like pissed. define. I mean, you exactly. can't, you, you, it's always so stereotypical genres. It's like, it's you know. A, you're saying he can't have the number one country song because right? he's black? Exactly. Like, exactly. Tell that to Hootie. That's exactly. Right. Tell that to Hootie. <laughs> <laughs> Hootie, be, yeah. Hootie was the new, this generation's Charlie Pride, goddammit. Exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know what? Just real quick, though. Uh, why I can't believe nobody had Billy Ray on the one-hit wonder list. Mm, I almost Achy, did. Breaky heart. Achy, breaky I mean, heart. 
because mm. there were better ones to pick. <laughs> because there were better Damn, ones. it just buried. So you just not a Billy Ray no, fan? No, clearly huh? just bury like, Billy Ray. Yeah, I mean, like, like anything he does. But I like the song. Everybody go stream it right, right now. If it was the top five shitty one hit wonders, yeah, I'd have put yeah. him on the list. Like, number one. Like, <laughs> oh man, but top two hundred albums was Billy Eilish. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Honestly, dreams. Oh, I'm I don't. proud of you. You pronounced her name right. I mean, You're you've me said it much, a lot. And she's also the artist of the week. But this week, sadly, I still have to say Ariana Grande's name. Uh, she has the top radio song, Seven Rings. Um, top digital song sales, God's Country. Blake Shelton probably getting a lot of buzz right now because he's on The Voice. And that's booming, booming. Uh, top streaming song is Old Country Road. Uh, top album sales. Hard album sales is Billie Eilish with her album that just came out. And the same with top digital album sales. So bravo to her. She's like, what, 17, Little Cam? Yeah, like 16 or 17. Wow. Yeah, so that's super wow. crazy. So bravo. Yeah, that's insane. I know. That's a, boy, they, I guess now, I mean, the industry is. You can really pump into the music industry young nowadays. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, is that a credit to American Idol and The Voice and things like that? Or, I mean, because. I mean, we talk about it all the time. American Idol and The Voice, they've had a lot of teenagers recently. They have, like, man. And they're shit. like powerhouses. Yeah. They, they start singing and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, Whoa. it's crazy. Yeah. Even the judges, I feel like they're like, my voice didn't like develop like right. that until I was like 20 something. I mean, like you're powering it out. It's exactly. crazy. Exactly. Exactly. It's super crazy, but it's super awesome at the same time to get to experience that. Yeah. But you know, it's super awesome to get to experience listening to this podcast where you can stream it every single Friday. New episodes come out every Friday, guys. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Anchor, Spotify, all those places. Make sure to like and subscribe. Leave a comment because you know we like it. We like it. Make sure to follow us on social media <laughs> at Crazy Ant Media. Do we love it? Do we love it. <laughs> we like it. We love it. You want, want more, of, more it. of it. Titties. I try so hard. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on social media at Crazy Ant Media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, anywhere and everywhere. Also, go to our website, crazyantmedia.com, where we set up a new merch merchandise tab yes. guys we are selling t-shirts now make sure to check that out tavia marinovich your logo is killing it man yeah. they love the ant they love yeah. the ant the merchandise is doing yeah, well the original logo is one of the most sold shirts nice yeah True. so Thanks, very guys. exciting yeah yeah, yeah. Just yep. iconic and it, well done j-lo does a fucking fantastic because that's his name job yeah, of no. pushing the merchandise mm, i mean I do he, he really does man he's a salesman i do he's what a salesman. i can i do what i can <laughs> we're looking into hats and stuff too so stay tuned for all that good shit yeah let us know what you want exactly. i mean we can put that shit on anything exactly. let us know. i mean <laughs> honestly honestly <laughs> and we want to talk about some upcoming guests next week we have jackson douglas from gilmore yes. girls coming on and we have camille chin from yesterday and god friended me Yes. So next week, episode sixty-three is going to be huge. Yeah. So and come see us in LA. Exactly. Yeah. When yeah. this episode airs, we will be in LA. That's right. So anyway, guys, <laughs> thank you again for tuning along to episode sixty-two of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. It's been a blast, and you know my personal goal for who to wear our T-shirts once we get out there and establish. Oh God! Oh,